Uh, All right. We are recording. Ready? Yeah. Do we need a funny bit for the beginning? You're a funny bit. I don't think we've been doing We don't do that anymore, right? No. Not, not on this version of this yeah, show. No. <laughs> we're Mike's just not back. funny anymore, guys. Oh, no. Let's just face it. We're getting older. No, from no one gets- oh, fuck you guys. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat dinner at 4.30. <laughs> my oval teen and go to bed. Good night, everybody. Time for Danky Kang's podcast. Do, 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 do. Game talk, friends talk, drinking beer. Do, 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 do. Except for Jesse, he does not drink any booze at all. Max and Mike will drink until there is no beer at all. Now it's time to start the show, so kick back, sit back, let us blow your mind! Everybody, welcome to another episode of Danky King, a video game podcast. I'm Jesse, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts Mike, hello, and Max. Hey, uh, we're recording over Discord again today uh, because Max is feeling a little under the weather. There, he's got mm-hmm. the plague. Don't lie. He, got the he, got, he went to Seattle and fucked him right up, and he mm-hmm. brought the plague back with him. Con sickness, man. <laughs> yeah, you're at, at Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah, which was surprisingly. Huge and really? surprisingly fun. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a small thing. Although I was like, oh, I've never heard of this Comic Con because no, it's real big <laughs> San Diego thing. And yeah. then like Felicia Day was there. Freaking, I know her. Doc Brown from Back to the Future was there. That lady from American Gods was, was there. There's like Will Wheaton, not Will Wheaton. Yeah, Will Wheaton and a bunch of other geek culture centric. He goes to my vet. <laughs> like, dang, this is pretty big, and it takes up an entire convention center. It's That's, like WonderCon, right? Like the size is kind of the similar. Uh, huge, bigger than WonderCon. Almost. Oh, really? Dang. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I think the the crowd size is a little bit misleading because it's uh split between six levels, oh, so you never okay. get to see all of the crowd like kind of what you do in uh, San Diego Comic Con because it's yeah. only about two or three levels. So you don't really get that overlay of how many people are there. They're all split up amongst the, uh, <laughs> right. the stories. And it's I, crazy. I gotta ask, where did you spend most of your time when you were there? Uh, it was between Artist Alley and the Expo show floor, or the show floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, the Artist Alley is definitely, I want to say, bigger than WonderCon. I know WonderCon's oh, wow. pretty big, but... There's like a big section, and then you're like, oh, okay, that's it. Oh, wait, no, there's a whole nother section way over here. <laughs> and um, then same thing with the show floor, right? Like, uh, there's this whole section. You're like, oh, this is pretty big. There's a lot of stuff in here. Oh, no, there's a whole nother section on, uh, on the other side of this, this sky bridge. You know, that's a thing. Yeah. So you walk over. Uh, and on the, even on the sky bridge, there's like people setting up shop. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> Did you get? Did you see anything cool? Did you do anything cool? I didn't do I anything. Did you, cool. did you buy me anything? <laughs> um, actually, I did get you guys something. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, after Mike's incessant whining, I was like, you know what? <laughs> well, I I'm sorry, guess- Ellie and I both felt abandoned by you. Uh, you know that is definitely something that you guys can control. So I suggest. I don't you control know it. that it is. <laughs> 
Um, we did not force you to go to Seattle. No, it was strictly voluntary. It yeah. Was, it was nice. Was yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shame on your parents for, you know, living there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I did get something, well, obviously for Ellie, but then after Mike's whining, I ended up going back to the show floor a second time, and I'm glad I did. Because <laughs> I found this, um, uh, this stand that uh had these really cool overwatch related stuff so i was like Ooh. you know what this is perfect so i got one for mike and little mike and jesse and, um i also got one for tim because he was amazing enough to let me stay over at uh, his that's place right in seattle and um james and darren and myself so and mark he already got his and yeah I'm pretty sure I was going to give it to you today. Uh, but since you're not, guys aren't coming. You I got the plague. It's fine. <laughs> the plague. Um, but, well, uh, I'm, well, thank you. Number one. Yeah. I'm thank excited you to much. see it. Um, uh-huh. And welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. It's good to uh, be back. Yeah, yeah, and now we're gonna because last week we'll talk about what we did last week uh, in a minute. But you did see some of that, um, uh, the the live stream podcast thing we did. But um, so real quick before we get into danky news, uh, there's something we want to mention. So as we stated earlier this year, we were trying out this new format uh, with having segments uh, for the show and kind of breaking up what we talk about and being more news uh, driven. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we, we recently yeah, we ain't liking that. <laughs> well, well, we recently had a discussion, I think, where we kind of realized we miss the banter that we had when it was just three of us kind of talking about one or two topics. You know, it was mm-hmm. more conversational. We, 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 we enjoy well, it's, the, it's the reason we started it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's we wanted, like yeah. we would all get together and just talk about games and we're like, yeah. hey. People may enjoy this because we get together, talk about games, get drunk, and and laugh. Yeah. And now we're doing less of that. <laughs> I think, well, the thing was, like, we, we were trying out, we were, hey, maybe we could fit more into the show, you know? Yeah. Um, and we, we did succeed in fitting more in the show, but I think we took out the conversation-type uh, atmosphere we used to have. Yeah. So, uh, this week we're going to be doing the, the segments again. Mm-hmm. But starting next episode, we're going to be trying out something new. Yep. Um, we're still working on what that is. Mm-hmm. And the next few episodes may be uh, a little different in terms of how we do it. Because we're yeah, still in, in flux. In flux. Mm-hmm. What, whatever that format's going to be. We're still going to be here. We're still going to be doing episodes. We're still going to be talking about games, but just figuring out how to retain that you know energy we had in the first few episodes um, yeah. before you know doing the segment format. But and we learned a lot from doing this too, which is why I'm glad we did it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's still elements of it that that allow, like, we kind of narrowed down some topics that are good topics for us. Things we're all either individually knowledgeable about or things we're individually passionate about, and it allows us to kind of focus on that. So I think that we can kind of use those as jumping off points for topics. Yeah. But I, I think having a certain amount of time set to each segment and focusing so much on trying to move through those, uh, number one, I think 
the idea of having more topics was a good idea. I'm not sure it's necessarily right for what we're trying to do. Right. Um, I, I think we should come up with, I think we'll probably end up uh, landing somewhere between just like a couple core ideas or a theme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think for an episode and talk around that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, cause there's definitely stuff like that. There's a whole episode. Uh, like, I don't want to bring up the topic now, but I think for next week, what I might kind of out, maybe a teaser mm-hmm. uh, is uh Something big right now is violence in video games, and I, I almost mentioned that on this, I, and I'm like, "There's not yeah, enough time to not cover enough time. it." So I think that could be something we could do for next week as one of the core subjects we talk about. Yep. Yeah, yeah, kind of want to see how it develops. Exactly, it's still kind of there was a whole thing with the White House. So yeah, we'll see what annoying orange has to say about this. But all right, orange, I, orange. immediately everyone forgot all about right, it. Right, I just got the, it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Because oh of other goodness. stuff happening. Max is caught up. <laughs> so anyway, we'll talk about that more next week. But anyway, as for this week, let's let's just dive into the segments one more time. Uh, let's go right into Danky News. Danky oh. News. Okay, hold on. Just, My uh, armpits are sweating. It's gross. <laughs> dry it off. Or put some uh, perfume on it. Perfume? Perfume. Yeah. Perfume? What, perfume? What am I, a fucking 18th century uh, duchess? Are you telling, are you telling yeah, I'm bringing it back. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it all back. Are you telling Jesse to take a whores bath? <laughs> oh, Italian shower? Oh. I, could, I mean, I could do that. There are that. many names, but the effect is still the same. Yeah, it's, it's exactly <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, news. See, see, this is this that's is the, podcast. the podcast. This is the podcast. <laughs> this is what the podcast is about. <laughs> oh I man, were. I used to be so gross when I was younger. Like I, <laughs> like I would not <laughs> take showers very often. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Everyone knows this is public knowledge. Jesse's puberty corner. Yeah. Oh man, that was gross. He's so gross. Anyway, um, thank you, news. I switched so, over, so we're ready. Okay. <laughs> so uh, last week, so I I think people will hear this, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Last week, uh, Mike and I did a podcast slash live stream hybrid yeah. thing. So um, basically, we recorded on our or we streamed to our Twitch channel, Danky Kang Live, all one word, uh, hottest growing Twitch channel around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we streamed some Hunt Showdown, uh, and we talked about what we thought about the game. We talked about uh, the mechanics of it, just basically like an overview of the game and where Way, right ways now. to improve. Yeah, um, the roadmap yeah. they put out, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Uh, so if you miss that. Um, I think at some point we'll grab the audio from that and put it as a special side podcast or like a special episode. Or, yep. or if you want to see us actually play the game as well, you can go to our Twitch channel, Danky Kang Live, all one word, no E in Danky. Uh, go there and the VOD is still there. So you can just mm-hmm. watch it. Um, do you, uh, I only caught the tail end of it, but yeah. do you think that the there's more context? Would it be better? viewing experience if they just watch the VOD. We, like- well, here's the thing. I mean, I think we, at least I hope we did a good job of having conversations around the game. Yeah. Uh, there were several moments to where we <laughs> would get broken up in conversation because you'd get attacked by monsters or you'd get attacked by mostly, other hunters. Yeah, yeah, it was mostly human players that interrupted. Yeah, the mm-hmm. um, but there, there was a lot of time in which it we we tried our best to keep it very podcast conversational, so you yeah. didn't actually need to be watching what we were doing. It wasn't like we were actually talking through the gameplay we were doing. 
Right. Uh, we were talking more broadly about the game as a whole, but occasionally it would get brought back to the game because that's what we were doing. So if you want the full effect, I would say listen and we'll watch the, the Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you just want to know a little bit more about the game, want to kind of see where they're going, see our thoughts on it. Um, the, the episode, the audio is just fine. Cool. Yeah, I do think there's enough there that you can just hear. But yeah, so look for that. Uh, speaking of our Twitch channel, real quick, same, shameless plugs, I guess. Mm. Um, Saturday, March uh, 24th, uh, we are going to be uh, having a big old LAN party. Mm-hmm. This is true. Uh, and we are, I think, throughout the day going to be streaming on our Dickie King live channel. Oh, that is also man. true. Uh, we're going to have multiple games. I, th- I don't know who's going to be driving. I haven't really tested streaming on my land rig just yet so it might be mike uh who'll be driving uh the stream but um we're gonna we'll probably play some uh, overwatch a bunch of overwatch so if mm-hmm. you've been wanting to see us play that or mm-hmm. uh PUBG, i think we'll do some shenanigans in that Oof. maybe a little Fortnite. uh and i would like the, the one the creme de la creme thing i really would like to see <laughs> Uh, is Heroes of Might and Magic played by Max uh, <laughs> and <me>? Mark? <laughs> no, 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 okay. no, Max, Mark, and whoever else wants it. Maybe Little Mike. You whoever else wants if, to hop if, in. If it, whoever uh, is willing to, yeah, 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 yeah. play it. I, I, was, I think because you can make it like up to I think an eight or a twelve person game. Oh, Perfect. Wow. So I I want to commentate over that with whoever yep. else wants to join me uh, oh, yeah. as we watch whatever the hell's happening. <laughs> um so that, that so uh march 24th uh is when that's going to be uh so it'll be a lot of fun if you want to watch some twitch shenanigans uh yeah, sounds cool anyway oh, yeah. oh go ahead go it i was gonna mention um uh our, our buddy max kind of let us know uh that the beta for oh yes yes what yes, is yes. it sea of, of thieves <laughs> In beta when we land, because that might be a fun one to. Um, uh, no, we, we'll, I think no, it's only this the weekend. Next days. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? As we are recording, are the last days for the beta. Though, oh. though the game will be out by that point. Oh, it will. Uh, yep. Yeah, oh. March twentieth is when it comes out. So, yep. but it's we, gonna be more than likely be a sixty dollar game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or, or we can all bring our Xboxes, pay ten bucks. For the Xbox Game Pass and play it that way. I mean, oh, honestly, yeah. can't, you just pay, can't, can't you just pay ten bucks for Game Pass and you play it on PC as well? No, you cannot. It oh, is no Xbox. No, no, no. It well, is. Well, you can play. Players. You know what sucks? You can <laughs> play with PC players, but you cannot do it on PC. You have. Well, to I won't do either. You have to do it through Xbox. <laughs> I know. My, my I, Xbox I, is holding that drawer in place. <laughs> I thought about it. Trust me. I thought about like, hey, let's just get the Game Pass and then we'll do it. No, no, no. They thought about that. That's why you can't do it on PC. Um, on my Xbox. I know. And, I know. And I'm on that. I still do. Well. I play Assassin's. I Injustice. I play stuff on it. It's, it's, I just have so many free games that I've accumulated over them. <laughs> yeah. I'm Who's like, going to play all those Resident Evil games? Oh, that's true. Maybe I should no one. every game that I have in my... Uh, I did something similar to my Steam game and never really finish that yeah no, how far did you make it into your alphabetical uh <laughs> fallout <laughs> you got to f and stopped <laughs> yeah because i refused to play those uh five nights at freddy's because it's garbage just skip them garbage. i said i really love the lore but i'm just such a do you want one of us to play it and you just watch uh, i mean now that i've seen all the lore theories yeah. and stuff like that i'm pretty satisfied so just think- skip ahead 
Yeah, I think What's it will. What's the next one after Five Nights at Freddy's? Or for the last 350 hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, yeah. you're, you're so addicted to that I game. Downloaded I mean, so I can't many say mods. anything. I mean, I've, I've, as of today, I have 100 hours into Binding of Isaac. Mm. Well, there you go. You know what's crazy? Hmm. Uh, I have, I, I was looking at this the other day. Um, I have almost 15 hours in Fortnite. And I'm oh, like, that's pretty good. It's getting fuck, up there, man. How the fuck did that happen? I, I don't no, play, you play a lot of Fortnite. I, think. I guess I think yeah. recently more so than anything. Well, I mm-hmm. think what it is is like just the other night. You you may have not like really paid attention, but just the other night, how long did you, we play for? You and I and the guys played for about two hours. Yeah, and I don't know how long you were on before then, so it adds up quick. Yeah, yeah. man, it goes by quick. When you go by so many matches, it doesn't feel as l- I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, we're so upcoming gonna, land party. That's that's the thing that's happening. Yeah, see if these. Eh, we'll see. It, you yeah, know what? We're gonna if play it, it. If it's thirty bucks, I might do it. Um, but here, is there a price attached to it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, they didn't well, announce a price. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, well, Jesse's figuring that. No, out. No, it's sixty dollars. Um, Go oh. fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> um, Especially I mean, I, where people were complaining about the lack of content in. What? Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. It's like I really struggle these days to pay more than thirty bucks for a game, just because of all of these early access games. And like in the last the last three games, I think I have bought out- outside of the second version of Overwatch, <laughs> uh, which I also paid thirty bucks for, um, is Subnautica, mm-hmm. Hunt, and PUBG. Mm. Those were all thirty bucks. Those were all thirty bucks, and I have put a lot of hours already into each one of them. Yeah. And then, if you want to get even more technical, these types of live games, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Yeah. But a lot of these live games, Fortnite's free. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got more content, or at least as much content as PUBG or Hunt. Oh, even better. I'm going to interject this Danky News into this, but uh, H- H1Z1 recently became free. And that is what? the uh, prequel. Or, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I didn't yeah, know yeah they just launched that. They just uh, announced Everything's going to be free. Uh, everything's so, going to be free. <laughs> well, I think any of these kind of games that don't rely on story-driven content to, to get people interested. Yeah. So, like, I think that if I, I think eventually we may see like a Call of Duty or something like that have a version that is free. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you th- talk about battle royale yeah. games, you play them because of the fact that there are a hundred people on yeah. a single map, and you try to be the last man standing. And, and there's, and talk, there's excitement yeah. about that. We've talked about this before. It's just like people like the simplicity of it. It's just like. There's no long-term commitment. There's no yeah. grinding. There's no leveling. There's no inherent game mechanics that are usually attached to most games. Like yeah. even yeah. multiplayer games have a ranking system or like you grind for whatever. Mm-hmm. This VRs you just play the round and that's it. That's it. Like no matter how well you did or how bad you did, that's just one round. You can just do it all over again yep. and it starts from yeah. zero. And I th- and I think people especially for Fortnite because it's fucking free, which is crazy. Um, people just are like, yeah, why not? And then they get yeah. hooked, hooked into it, and then they just keep playing, which we'll talk more about in live games because yeah. it's something fucking huge is about to happen with mm-hmm. Fortnite. That is just big. Like, 
change a, uh, the landscape <laughs> of that BR genre, I think, drastically. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Anyway, yep. so in Dinkie News, what is this? The the gaming? So is I, I, I found this really interesting because I read an article that was on the Washington Post. Oh. And and it's normally it's normally one of those things to where you don't see video games mentioned on Washington Post that much. Mm-hmm. And even more interesting, it was under the sports section. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> so this is yeah. So they put it under there, and the title of the article is "Teenagers Are Fueling a Competitive Gaming Tidal Wave." I thought you were going to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a second. I, got I, I really wish I was. This is <laughs> this is almost just as interesting, though. Yeah. Um, but essentially, the, the core idea of the article was that competitive gaming in the current marketplace is the focus of the majority of kids who play video games. Um, mm. They're all looking at it as the same way kids used to look at other sports of like, oh, if I play sports, if I get really good. I can become a pro at this. Yeah. The one thing that really kind of caught my eye that I wanted to talk about is that the growth and the percentage of people who played online video games with a multiplayer uh, or competitive uh, variation and also the people who watched or recorded like Twitch streamed or watch streamed themselves Mm -hmm. uh, for competitive reasons. And the study is basically talking about like it breaks it down and they did an interview. They uh, surveyed a thousand adults and a thousand adults means above 22, 22 or above. So below 21 Mm -hmm. is where they're considering it like more young adults and teens. Um, And then they did an additional survey for 522, 14 to 21 year olds. Hmm. Out of the 14 to 21 year olds, uh, they said at least seven, well, 73% of them either played or were involved in some way through watching or watching friends play or checking out stuff online. 73% were involved in competitive that world of gaming. 73% of 14 to 21 year old gamers. Huh, I thought it would be higher to be now, honest. Now, do they consider a game like Fortnite competitive? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? It, it's weird because I, I look at, the, I, we'll talk about it more later, but like, yeah, is it? I don't know. Like, I, I mean, they like, don't mention no, specific games that they talk there's about. There's no ranking system. There's no mm-hmm. like. It's com- There's a win condition, right? True, there's only a single person or a single team. Yeah. Yeah. He has to lose. Like if you do uh, No Man's Sky, there is no there's no win condition. Yeah, 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 yeah there's true. exploration, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no I mean, scoring system. You can make it to the center of the universe, but that's not really nobody a competition. Wins. Yeah, that's just the end. <laughs> no, you, that's you, just you, the end of it. Yeah, you you've <laughs> wasted hours. That's not a win. That's <laughs> just a, oh, it's over. I, I would say yeah. I would say any game that has a scoring system, yeah. That compete against other scoring True. systems is a competitive mm, good game. point yeah yeah okay cool because um, i think a lot of that uptick is is games like that yeah mm-hmm. but then they compare go on to compare that to adult gamers people who are above uh the age of 22 well 22 or above mm-hmm. and that number is significantly different mm-hmm. in the sense that uh what was let me actually give the information it was people who were Let's see, a thousand adults. Okay, so just anybody above the age of twenty-two. Okay. Only twenty-five percent 
would it, uh, would say they either played games or watched games in the competitive arena. Interesting. I believe it. I believe so, it. but they're saying that number is actually higher than it was like three years ago. That well, I mean, on both sides, like less than 50% three years ago for 14 to 21 year olds. Yeah. And, uh, and less than 20% for adult gamers. Well, I mean, that's so, just going mainstream though, right? Like, well, yeah, yeah, it is. But it's, it's interesting in that fact that competitive gaming is causing a surge in games, mm-hmm. not just gaming, uh, not just playing games, but just the core interest in watching, which excites me because then you start to have the conversation about how it fits into the same world as football, basketball, baseball, those types of things. Mm, um, it's going to be a blurred line, I think. I, I think eventually it is. And I mean, I, I know right now, like I, I watch football pretty religiously when it's on. Um, and one of the things that does annoy me is you, you consistently hear the sports reporters kind of laughing at esports. And they they struggle to accept that it's a sport, um, but it's one of those. And we had this conversation last year, I believe, about like whether chess is a sport or not. <laughs> and and not to get into that, but I think there is with esports and gaming sports, there is there is a certain level of physical, uh, physical competence that you need to have. In order to be good at a first person shooter, Um, different games mean different things. I mean, Overwatch is not as reliant on you, um, not as reliant on you actually approaching it with the technical skills, well, the physical skills. It's more about knowing a map, knowing the team uh, that you're up against, as well as your own team. It's a lot more strategy. Um, But then you get into something like Fortnite. And that is totally skill. That is totally a physical skill. If you need to be your your reaction time needs to be faster. Yeah. So um, I mean, not a lot else to add to it. I mean, there there were some interesting numbers in like uh, out of that group of seventy three percent of the group, eighty nine percent of the uh, of the players were male, um, fifty six female. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the adults, 18 plus, it was 30% male, 20% female, which I found interesting because that's right. a much closer group. Yeah, that's a generational um, gap right there. Yeah, and then you jump to the 18 to 39 market. Uh, it's like, so 18 plus includes the entire everything else I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The 18 39 market, you have that generational gap where more guys play games than girls. Uh, but then when you get to 40 plus, it is 19% and 19%. Really? So you essentially 40 plus you have the difference. And then when you get to 65 plus, it's a very small percentage. So it's 4% of the entire group that was interviewed. Yeah. 6% of women and 2% of them were men. Huh? So the older you get, the less men play games and the more that women do. Now, it's a much smaller segment overall. So like I said, it was just an interesting article. Um, You don't see companies like Washington Post posting too much content 
like this. I think and we will start to see it. I think that's the that's the what signal of mainstreaming, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you start, like when ESPN talked about that, uh, when ESPN two um, what streamed Dota two tournament, yeah. that was like a huge triumph. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the, uh, the expected backlash from the ESPN one with the various hosts and disc jockeys and a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, but I think that's just the the natural progression of. You know, now looking back, those guys are considered idiots because of yeah. how large esports is becoming and so much more to grow. So uh, these numbers are significant enough that, you know, or, or even, who knows, like the guy who wrote the article mm-hmm. probably was a gamer. Yeah. Or had some sort of like, he grew up and now he's in this senior position. He's like, you know what? I'm going to write an article about this. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of... It was actually a female. Oh. Get right with God. Ooh. See, oh, that's like... Patriarchy, man. It yeah. Was, I mean, it was Emily Guskin, who is a polling analyst based out of Washington, D.C. Great. No, that's, that's fantastic. Like, that's another indication of, you know, like that percentage of women and men not being that far... Mm-hmm. In our generation, yeah, you know, the whole gamer girls, right, is like mm-hmm. you know, such a, a unique unicorn. We're like, oh wait, you're a girl and you play games. Like even that's kind of almost considered sexist now. It is now. It definitely is now. I mean, yeah. I, I still think Just, there's a. I, I have a struggle with the way a lot of the Twitch streamers who are female go about I, it. I, um, I think, that, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. There, there are some that abuse. I don't think it's all, and I, I don't no, want no. to categorize it as an issue. Yeah, we got to be very that. careful. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they're the flashiest I'll, because they get the most attention. Because yes, of exactly. There are a lot of amazing female streamers Absolutely. who are great at certain games and put on a really great, entertaining stream. Well, I mean, we just saw the the first pro uh, Overwatch player, a female Overwatch player, come into play. Was she allowed uh, to enter the country? Was the visa thing yeah. still? Yeah, I don't know. Last time I yeah, checked. I'm not sure on that. But yeah. even so, that's a really good sign for the industry because I think that if you want to get a a larger female audience, yeah, then start representing that part of the the world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's fifty. Yeah, it's fifty percent of the population. Yeah, Um, but I mean I think there is still that stigma because when we grew up, I mean I can't remember a single girl who played games when I was growing up. And I mean, Mm -hmm. listen, I'm I'm in my mid thirties now, so I mean it's a different generation that's coming up now. But it was a it was definitely a I shouldn't even say a guy thing. It was a boy thing. Well, it was a it was a kids it was a it was an age thing as well because yeah. it was a certain type of like you had your jock you know your athletic teenagers mm-hmm. and you had you like your uh, you know the stereotypical nerd yeah. geek or whatever and that was mm-hmm. still kind of shunned upon so a lot of the times you know we would play video games as like either a coping mechanism or we just had we just didn't want to go outside yeah right. what else yeah, would you yeah, do yeah. inside oh there's this thing called video games like okay great. So it was not only just a you know a boys thing back then, but it's also a certain type of boy as well, and that's all kind of gone wayside. Yep. So you know it makes sense that the female, I yeah, I was just would grow with that. I was just watching because you know Fortnite is a big streaming game right now, mm-hmm. so I'm just going down the top streamers list, and I would say you know it's every 
three or four is a guy, mm-hmm. but then the fifth one's a a, a woman. Mm-hmm. So maybe right? like just I mean this is this is like, non scientific data, but no. it's basically kind of like what you're saying is one in five, one in six. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, And and that's like in the most viewed of of Mm -hmm. Fortnite. So like the fourth most viewed right now is a woman. Yeah. Uh, So it it goes, it's good that like the games like Fortnite that are easily accessible, I think are also nice that are Mm -hmm. inclusive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've come Uh, across a couple of uh, female streamers who stream Diablo. Yeah. And uh, there's one that I really like, but then I've run across two more that are what you would imagine when it's a, a, and I mean, I've also run across this on the guy side, so I don't want to like make it in a bad light, but there's like three guy streamers. I really like on Diablo and there's one female streamer. I really like, and the rest of them, both guys and girls are just asking for attention. Yeah. And, and I think that's problematic in, and that's a systematic problematic thing with Twitch right now. Um, I love the idea of anybody being able to stream, yeah. uh, but I don't know if it's a thing to, well, weed out what cause like, yeah, yeah, no between people who know how to game versus people who are entertainers. Well, things get murky. Well, if we want to have, well, I won't go into a whole, but like, there's a whole, you know, the IRL section in Twitch is a big, uh, oh, yeah. point right now because <laughs> yeah. like, it's meant for people that don't want to play games. They just want a live stream. Um, it's a reality TV show yeah. on um, but recently within the past week I think uh, they updated the terms of service on Twitch yes. and basically they kind of smacked they tried to limit the uh, more obvious people seeking attention yeah. on their streams like people who just dress you know uh, in little clothing on mm-hmm. streams no and longer allowed moves yeah, do like hula hoops or twerking in front of the camera. That's no longer allowed. Um, yeah. uh, uh, you know, obvious cases of that are they're being a little bit more aware. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it, you know, people are going to just do whatever. Yeah. Um, so you can't really police it too much. But, you know, I, I think that the, the people that are actually very good at a game, entertaining men or women, they're going to rise, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that... Well, Twitch is so anywhere. Mixer, Facebook is a big one starting up now. Facebook Gaming is a mm-hmm. big live stream community that's just now uprising. Um, and all the other streaming sites, like I, I think you'll start to see a more eclectic mix of streamers than just white dude, white dude, white dude, mm-hmm. white dude, white dude. You know what I mean? Daquan, yeah. an amazing Fortnite player. Um, you know, it, thankfully not a white dude. <laughs> you know, like it's just like it, it's it's there's a much more inclusive community rising out of these yeah. games, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, it's cool. It's cool to see, you know, more, more people uh, playing games. That's just the good. Thing. Yeah. And, and I think um, there's a, a, I think it's going to continue. I think as the generations move forward, I mean, I think video games are becoming with the advent of VR games coming into play. And then a lot of the traditional style games. And then a lot of people uh, are now, either porting or creating like retro style games. I, I think there's, we're now in a marketplace that there's something for everyone. Yeah. And I think we'll continue to see that grow even further. I, I had lunch with someone today who's not, he's, he games, but he's not like a hardcore gamer by any means. And he was even saying that like the, it's crazy because as someone from the outside of that, this side of the industry looking in, mm-hmm 
competitive gaming is becoming huge. He goes, I don't even, I'm not part of any communities yet. I still see something about competitive gaming on a daily basis on Facebook. Yeah. 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 The reach is huge. Yeah. And it's only going to get bigger. And I think uh, the next step is to kind of distinguish between the uh, hardcore gamer versus casual gamer, because that in itself is like, it has its own stigma as well, which I don't really know. I think those lines are going to start. Here's here's the, here's the poll. Mm -hmm. Do you play games? Yes. Do you have a switch? Yes. Do you own any other consoles or PCs? No, you're a casual gamer. But Splatoon, you know, but they have Splatoon's a well, well, here's yeah. the thing, though. And the, there's another game that the, we're those, about to talk about that's going to yes. be a very big competitive. Well, game. since we're on the topic of Nintendo, yeah. uh, <laughs> but like, no, my the, the whole thought is is that yeah. I was having is that basically, if you own a Switch and nothing else, mm-hmm. you're probably more of a casual gamer because I, I would imagine know, those though. more competitive Splatoon players and uh, other other games well, here, that we'll mention here. I, in just a minute. I have a question. Uh, I have a question. Okay, so do you classify casual as time spent or types of games played? I think because time spent. Time spent. Yeah. De- people with switches, I guarantee to you, a lot of them are getting close to. See, I, 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 yeah. I, I categorize because they are picking that thing up and they are taking it everywhere with them. I categorize it as types of games. Yeah, because like <laughs> if I if I came up to you and it was like I am a uh, so it's another activity that I don't. Okay, let's say um I play piano, right? Yeah. Um. If I told you that I spent four hours a day practicing piano, right. would you mm-hmm. say I'm like more of a hardcore pianist or more of a casual pianist if I only did like one hour every other day out of the week? I, I would say you're doing it more casually. It does it, that doesn't and and let's define that casual doesn't mean less talented. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 yeah, I think I, there are people who put very little time into games and could be talented at them and good at them. But I, I would consider that if you're spending, I, I would say, five or six hours or less a week, that's mm-hmm. casual. Yeah. Um, but I also look at it as a situation in which if even if you spent 40 hours a week and you only played Mary Had a Little Lamb with one finger, mm-hmm. even if you're good at that, I would consider you casual because well, okay. you're not well, expanding yeah. Yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of I, a I, 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 I know what you're going to say, Max. Yeah, yeah, I think I understand where you're coming from then. Because from my angle, the difference between casual and hardcore is, do you go out of your way to carve out, like, does it affect your life? Right. Like, yeah. if this one activity no longer yeah. was part of your life, would it affect your daily schedule? If no, then you're, you know, you're doing it casually. But if yes, mm-hmm. then I'd say you're more, th- you're investing more yes. time than a, a casual person. I think regardless of skill set whether you're a pro player or not absolutely there is a skill involved with that uh, connotation but as a hardcore versus casual i mean i could suck at overwatch mm-hmm. you know uh, even if, if you I play, play 40 yeah. hours yeah but i'm definitely not a casual overwatch player mm-hmm. and yeah it, like someone can play monster hunter for 20 hours a week and that's the only game they ever play i would consider them more than a casual you know player you know what I mean? See, I, don't, like, I don't know personally that I would. I, I don't know. They're playing yeah. a lot of games, man. That's a lot. Yeah, but I mean, Over 20 like, hours is I, a I, lot I, of time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I still wouldn't consider that hardcore. I think. Okay. The, I think the the breakdown is like the hardcore versus casual is mm-hmm. way too simplistic these days. I I got it. Okay, so uh, if someone plays Doom. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing Doom, and they just re- they well, not replay Doom, but they play Doom like twenty hours in a week. Mm-hmm. Like, they love Doom, and then the next week they're playing Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. and then the next week they're you know what I mean? Uh, Fallout. Mm-hmm. Like, is that not a hardcore? Quote? I would consider that more hardcore. But yeah, if you tell what- me they only play Doom. So, for example, my my brother, yeah, he games. Mm-hmm. He plays a lot of games, but he plays one game. Mm-hmm. He's a casual gamer to me. So it's for you. It's it's a variety it's, versus it's, a skill. Yeah, 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 because if it's you're, quantity, you're hardcore, hardcore. he yeah. may be hardcore about that game, right? But he's not a hardcore gamer. I look at someone that is a hardcore gamer to have a diversity in games they play. Uh, it's not just about the amount of games. Like I, I, I look at it as if you only play Super Mario. Mm-hmm. Even if you get amazing at the the new Super Mario Odyssey, if mm-hmm. you are way better than me, because that's the only game you play, right? Then I look at that as a casual style of gameplay. It's it's like <laughs> it's a more relaxed. If focus. someone a hundred percent one of those games, I, I even yeah, I don't. I, do I feel like you it's I mean? <laughs> like hard to compare. Like yeah, an Olympian, right? Yeah, like yeah, an yeah. Olympian that just trains their entire life on a single sport. Yeah, would he be a professional athlete? Well, no, because he only plays a single swimming, you know, the one sport instead yeah. of having a variety of a- athleticism. Like uh, to me, that's kind of the equivalent of what you're saying. Like I understand as a like, for example, this might apply as a game journalist, right? Mm-hmm. Like as a game journalist, you should have a very wide variety of games underneath your belt, so you have that perspective, right. and you mm-hmm. can, you know. But if you are if you are a game journalist that only played Doom forever you would probably be a pretty crappy game journalist and you probably wouldn't be considered a hardcore gamer in that respect but i feel like specialization shouldn't be punished by or yeah specialization i wouldn't consider it punishment though i think that's a different category Mm -hmm. because i I feel like maybe i'm just a heart I, maybe I'm just stuck on the, the the stigma that comes with casual, and I know you just said that casual gaming does not necessarily mean bad at bad. gaming. Yeah. yeah, but I think casual to me, from a sense of like a casual audio engineer versus a professional audio engineer. Oh yeah, good point. You like know, I can think about um, that like editing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's to me, it carries that stigma of this guy or girl, girl or dog or cat or whatever. Inclusion writers. Yeah. Who goes into uh, spends a certain amount of time that you know does it? I would definitely say this person would be more hardcore if they spent a lot more time uh, without any indication of skill difference. But it is implied that the more time you spend on it, you would inevitably get better or have a better sense of that subject that you spend more time on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that respect, I definitely uh, feel like casual to me is less time spent on the overall subject and as a result less skill set than the person that has spent more time on that uh subject yeah yeah. uh yeah we 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 could talk about that all day uh and we we'll save that for also we'll continue yeah i'd like to come back to it's a really interesting uh we'll we'll put in the peanut we'll put peanut in it we'll put it in Mm -hmm. the list of topics uh that we'll put it put it in the peanut butter jar we'll be back (laughs) uh real quick so two quick things uh these are kind of big news um that happened this past week. Nintendo Direct had a sneaky, uh, or Nintendo had a sneaky direct. And w- if you don't know what Nintendo Direct is, it's like a uh, pre-recorded 
uh, video highlighting stuff that's going to be happening in the next few months, whether it be game releases or updates to Nintendo games or whatever. Yep. Um, so they had one a couple days ago as of this recording. It was kind of boring overall. I don't know if you guys watched it. Um, it. It mainly talked about Mario, the new Mario Tennis game. It talked about a bunch of Splatoon stuff. I don't play Splatoon, so I wasn't that interested. But there were rumors floating around there was going to be at least one big thing at the end of the Nintendo Direct. No one knew what it was. It could have been Pokemon. It could have been um, fucking uh, Zelda. Uh, another Mario. Wait, it thing. wasn't Pokemon's. It wasn't Pokemon's. Well, <laughs> technically, I guess there is Pokemon's in it. But the big reveal, which was kind of predictable but still exciting, was they officially announced that Super Smash Brothers will be coming to Switch this year. Yeah. More exciting, they announced uh, today um, that the longtime series director who did the last. Two games, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or no, he might have done them all. It will be coming back uh, to do this one as well. Mm. Um, one he, really important question about this. was that? Does this mean Max is getting a Switch? That is an important Oh, question. it is one of the games <laughs> that I was like, looking out for. And I'm quickly running out of games to pawn off excuses. It right. Was, uh, Donkey Kong, Mario Kart, uh, Mario Party, and Smash. Yeah. Two of those games are out. And the, I would buy the I would buy a Mario Party in a heartbeat. Here's the yeah, thing. Here's the, now a lot of people thought this was just going to be a port of Smash U of the Wii U version, but no, yeah. this is a brand new developed just for Switch Smash Brothers that they've been working on apparently yeah. for the past couple years. So new roster, Great. Uh, uh, you know, an update to the fighting system. Mm-hmm. It's going to work in you know. Uh, they're going to do something cool with the portable mode and Joy-Cons and stuff. Um, so it isn't just a port or a revamp or remaster. It is a brand new Smash game. Which um, to me is real freaking exciting because yeah. this is kind of what people uh, who have a Switch have been waiting for. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is one of the big ones. Like Zelda was number one. Then we Number two definitely was a Mario game. We got that. It was excellent. Uh, and now we're getting Smash. The only thing that I feel like is missing in this, uh, you know, kind of uh, Switch library now is kind of a really good RPG. Well, again, and again, and here's the other thing. We're talking about Nintendo games, right? That's not counting all the amazing independent titles that are currently on Switch right now that you can play. Um, Eventually, I think a big release that just came out past couple weeks, Into the Breach. I believe mm-hmm. that game will be coming to Switch eventually. I don't know. It's just PC for right now, but I think now FTL's on Switch, so I'm assuming... Yep, and, it's, and it's rumored that Diablo 3 is coming yep, to yep. Switch. So it, it's not just these big titles. It's it's also these indie titles that make the Switch a wonderfully uh, appealing system. You know what I mean? Like, I, Dead Cells is going to come to Switch, we talked about already. Like, there's so many great titles that um, are going to be on there, and I think... Having Smash is just like a you know icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still very curious to see if they're going to do something with uh, Mario Maker, bringing that to Switch. Or I can't um, imagine they won't. They right like they it, made so much money on that game, and fans went nuts over it. And there's so much creativity. Imagine. Yeah, yeah, and I can't imagine even if it's not the a port. I yeah. can't imagine they won't do one. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that was big news. Look for uh, we'll have they're going to show off more three. I heard. Um, I don't know if it'll be playable at E three, mm-hmm. but they'll at least show it. 
Uh, also, they uh, announced this past week, which will be shown at E3 in more detail, is The Division 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Massive and Ubisoft announced this week uh, that they are, even though there was some discussion whether to just keep adding content to The Division, the first one, and just keep mm-hmm. that going for her until they want to make a new engine, or make a whole new season. They, feel, they did a live stream and they talked about how they felt like the only way to do the things that they wanted to do with the game, uh, learning everything they did from the first division, was to make a new experience. So a lot of people are nervous, kind of. Some people are excited. I played The Division a lot the first month it came out on Xbox. Um, but then I kind of fell off because I just I felt the reward system wasn't as engaging as Destiny at the time was. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time in Destiny. But uh, over the course of three years, they've updated the game to make the end game really engaging. They added a bunch of new modes. Most of it was free. Um, mm-hmm. They had a big update this past year called the 1.8 update, and they added a whole new uh, web, uh, enemy class system and a new uh, you know loadout system. Like it, really comprehensive stuff. So supposedly, they say like Massive and all the Ubisoft companies they work on it. They're like, we're going to take everything we've learned from the past three years and put it into division two. Mm-hmm. And then we have new ideas that we want to put in there that we can only do if we start from scratch. Yeah. So they just announced that they said they've been working on it for a little bit. Uh, I, I, they didn't announce a date or anything. I don't know if it's coming out this year or next year. Uh, they'll said they'll show more at E3. So they'll probably show some footage. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty exciting. Cause I, like I said, I, they've updated the division crazy. And I, I actually went back not too long ago on Xbox and tried it out. And it was fuck. It was cool. Um, I never finished the story mode on Xbox, so I didn't really get to see a lot of the end game stuff, but it, I, I think it's one of the best uh, video game environments in a long time. I love the new they made for the division. Like mm-hmm. walking around those streets was really, really cool. Um, so I, uh, yeah, division two, like if it looks good and has good word of mouth when it comes out, I might pick it up on PC and just start there, you know, uh, with this new system. And I think a lot of people are hoping, because they, they said it in the live stream specifically, that they're learning from their mistakes. You know who they were taking a jab at. Yeah. <laughs> directly with <laughs> that statement. So, um, yeah, Division 2, a lot of people excited. Uh, I, we will keep an eye out for that uh, as we, uh, E3, we'll know more. But that, I think that's it for Danky News. Let's, let's uh, real quick go over to All Things PC, I think. Let's do it. All Things PC. All things PC. Uh, Mike Mike brought us an interesting topic here that we'll go over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at it, and there was some news, and we've been covering a lot of the kind of similar news that we, <laughs> that's been going around for the last few weeks that we've done this segment. So I wanted to bring another topic to the table that it does kind of go into the console world, but I think it's a bigger discussion in the PC world, and that is frame rate. Yeah. And how necessarily important is it to gaming and i i brought this up because we're kind of on three different three different perspectives on that a little bit i mean i think jesse and max are a little closer to it than i am um solely because max has the uh has 144 hertz monitor jesse has a g-sync monitor Mm -hmm. um and i have a ultra wide 75 hertz monitor so it's really three different kind of points of view and even though jesse and max both have 144 hertz monitors if you know anything about g-sync it's essentially a monitor 
that is built to pair directly with an NVIDIA graphics card. Yes. And it will, no matter the frame rate you're going, it will smooth out the images. This this is a simplistic explanation. Yeah, yeah. It will smooth out images to look like it's running at super high frame rates all the time. Yes. And it essentially doesn't allow for any hitching, doesn't allow for any uh, kind of breakdown of the the image no matter the frame yeah, rate tearing any yep. of that stuff it, yeah no that's all kind of smoothed out so my my question became because i started thinking about this uh, a few days ago actually that were we we have a overwatch group that we game with uh, a couple times a week that uh we all play on different monitors different yep. uh and we're all at Somewhat similar, but slightly different skill ratings. Uh, And I don't think that has anything to do with the monitors that we're using. But looking at that... (laughs) My G6 made me so good! G6 (laughs) making her diva top notch? Well, wait, fucking who else has a... uh, James has a G6, right? Who else has Uh, a... Does he? I I don't know. He bought Uh, bought my my old uh, monitor. So isn't there someone we know who has a G-Sync as well? It's not just me. I don't don't think so. Is it just me, really? Yeah. Yeah, Well, we were all talking about it. Darren was talking about it. Mike has a 4K monitor. You have a... uh, It's 25. I think you're the only one with an actual G-Sync monitor right now. Wow. It it was a great deal. It was Best Buy. Thanks, Best Buy. (laughs) For being cool. Um... But yeah, so it, it's one of those things that, Max, I know you're really passionate about this, so I kind of want to hear hear your perspective first about how much influence to you does gaming on 144 hertz or a high frame rate monitor, how much does that, like, do you feel affects your gaming? Uh, quite a bit. Um, it, I was on the camp of it's, you know, you can't see above a certain frame rate, it doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, which is a very typical argument that's technically not true. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is one of those common arguments that you have when you first talk about like beyond six frames per second. <laughs> it's yeah. mostly trying talking yourself down from uh, buying it. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, I can't <laughs> that. Question yeah. that often gets asked is: Is it worth the money? Because uh, yeah, 144 hertz yeah. monitor or G Sync monitor, especially, Geo. are considerably <laughs> more yeah, expensive yeah. than a regular 60 hertz monitor. They can just get off at fries or yeah. you know, anywhere. Well, up. now some of the uh, I've noticed in the last probably month that 24 inch 144 hertz monitors. I'm starting to find them below 200. They're starting to go down. Yeah, I, I even G- uh, you'll you'll start to see they're still like kind of up there above 200 a little bit. Yeah, but they're way cheaper than they were a few months yeah. ago. Um, so. but yeah, I it's interesting because like yeah, Max, you've been gaming on 144 hertz for a while, right? Like, um, how long or how you do like how long have you had your 100 monitor? Um, it's uh. Oh, wow. Uh, because this is, I'm kind of remembering, this is actually my second 144. Right, yeah, because I remember you had one um, before. I, oh, okay, actually, I do remember. Uh, this was, I think I've had it for at least a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I remember when I first got exposed to 144 monitors when I uh, took a trip to Epic and they had like oh, I know, rows of computers and, and it was interesting. They were like, on this side of the room is 60 hertz monitors and on this side of the room is 144 hertz monitor. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just uh, 
go with the uh, uh, 60 because, you know, I'm used to it. But then they're like, you know, they weren't working. or something. like, why don't you just use 144? So I'm like, okay, I guess I will. <laughs> Granted, I am, uh, at that point, I didn't have any high-end hardware. You know, whatever I had, it was like a 1070. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, it wasn't even the 1070. No, you didn't have the 1070 yet. I yeah, know. I had... It wasn't a 10 series. I think it was like a 760. It was a GTX 760. Mm-hmm. And so anything above 30 frames per second, I was like, yes, great. Awesome. <laughs> so here I am, you know, uh, exposed Baby Max. to 140 hertz <laughs> monitor on a rig that can actually run at 140 hertz monitor. It really opened my eyes to the point where it was just completely jarring to go back to 60 hertz when I came mm-hmm. back home. And from then on, I'm like, okay, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing something. <laughs> Something's wrong. Yeah. So um, that, it, that was my experience. Yeah, because it's weird for me because I up until I got this monitor maybe three weeks ago, so it's fresh, you know. Um, I have had a 60 hertz monitor uh, most of my PC gaming uh, lifetime. Uh, ever since I got the, my my rig, that like way back when it first was built, and I got it, uh, I've had a sixty hertz monitor. So I've been just used to gaming in sixty. Before that, I was gaming at thirty because I was playing console games. So I remember, like, when we start, and I had a uh, actually a sixth series GTX. I had a uh, GTX six sixty Ti, I believe, and like mm-hmm. or I, where the fuck it? I don't know if they had Ti's, then, but like. Uh, I was used to gaming between 30 and 60 frames per second, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I, I don't know, I didn't notice that much. Like, I know 60 was better, it looked better, but I was more used to 30, so I liked 30 better. I know it sounds weird now to say that. But um, then I was able to get a 1070, right? And on that 60 hour monitor, it was going above. Games I, I was playing on PC now went above. 60 frames closer to 80 100 mm-hmm. most games and i noticed that difference right away on the 60 hertz monitor um and then every time i would go back to console like i i this happened to me not too long ago i i mentioned i played the dlc and i didn't have the g-sync monitor yet and i was playing overwatch and other first person games on the uh on my rig and then when i went back to the 30 frames per second console, like mm. I, I was almost unplayable. Mm. Like it was so slow and so um, just, it just wasn't smooth at all. You know, uh, I, you could notice the difference in frame rate. Uh, I don't really notice it. it. It doesn't really bother me as much with third person games. And I don't know why. Um, maybe it's just because I'm used to playing first person games at a different speed. Maybe. Mm. Uh, like my D, my DPI, what I didn't know this was at two thousand <laughs> for a long time. Nice. I didn't know that, but now it's, I'm I'm trying to learn eight hundred or stay between eight hundred and a thousand, mm-hmm. um, which is considerably lower. Yeah. Um. So I, but then I got the G Sync monitor, right? And holy fuck, <laughs> is one of the greatest inventions ever made. Yeah. Because. <laughs> There are certain games I would play on my on the 1070 that I got uh, from thankfully from Max. Like I 
you know, it ran well, but on my old shitty 60 hertz monitor, I was still using what are the, 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 what's that cable, that old cable, a, um, the ones that have the twisty sides that you plug monitors into the graphics card. I forgot the name. Oh, just oh. the DVI? The fucking DVI. That's what I was playing on. I didn't, it's, still, it's still being used, isn't it? It mm-hmm. is, but it, you know, people use what? Uh, DVI now, right? Or no. What or is, are, you th- are you thinking of display the... Um, now, they're using display, right? Whatever the yeah, fucking common current one is. Yeah, HDMI, DVI. Uh, or unless you're thinking about those like v, VGA ports. The blue ones. Oh, it may be the VGA that he's talking it's, about. Uh, the, whatever oh, the old the screws in it. The yeah. screws. I was using that. I was <laughs> using that, and my other monitor didn't have. It was either that or HDMI. That was it. So it was an older monitor. Yeah, it was. It um, was either one of those two. It was either display. Well, it was either VGA not, or DVI. I, th- it was, I think it was VGA. Yeah. So hopefully, <laughs> I when I plugged in, and this is display. When yeah. I plugged in the G Sync monitor. And plus, coupled with this is this is a twenty five sixty by fourteen forty p plus one hundred and forty four hertz. Even though right now with my with my ten seventy, what are you changing in a little bit? Um, it, it was wasn't going exactly to one hundred. No, it was like night and day. Yeah. Like how crazy smooth everything became. Yeah, Max Ooh. is worried about seeing that in person. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not bringing it. I'm not I, bringing it. I'm uh, not bringing it well, I mean, almost, I he almost wishes you would. <laughs> yeah, I almost no, I'm not moving this thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the only time in recent memory that we'll have a shootout between a 60 hertz, 144 hertz, and 144 hertz G. I will be back on my shitty with a relatively similar spec computer because <laughs> we're soon going to have all the sim- very similar. Specs. I'll be joining the 1080 Ti club very soon. Uh, spoilers within but, hours. Um, within, within hours after hours, this recording. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking at my little rig right now. Yeah, so yeah, that's it's like a very unique opportunity. We'll have, three but I can't bring it. I cannot bring this monitor. Is it really heavy? Is that the thing? It's not. It's just I don't want to risk it. I don't. It's so pretty. There's no smudges on it. Like no. I don't want to move it. It's got a nice base here. I'm not gonna. It's a nice base. I don't want to listen to him. Listen to him. I just if you guys want to come over and sit behind me, I can show if you. You want to sit and look at it? <laughs> I can live stream from my phone. Live stream the sixty hertz through a phone. Through my phone. So unfortunately, at the lane party, I'm bringing my old sixty hertz VGA monitor. Um, I'm really curious to see how you react. Here, keep in mind though. Keep in mind, I'm I'm playing on a 1060 when I bring my land rig. So I'm oh, not going to be right. playing on the 1080 Ti i7. You know what right. I mean? But I'm we could. Be, well, <laughs> here, if you guys want Best, let me see if Best Buy is still having that deal. One of you guys, oh, you're going to buy us each one? Oh, That's amazing. I w- you know what? I wish I could. I wish I had money to do that because I totally I wouldn't would. want it unless it was ultra I think, wide. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I think that illustrates a really good point, though. Like, yeah. you think as awesome as the experience may be, it is prohibitively expensive. It is. Now, here, that's the re- only reason why I got G-Sync. I was only looking at initially a 27-inch you know, I think it was mostly 60-hertz monitors. Yeah. 1920 by 1080. But then, Best Buy had this deal. It was like almost uh, what was it? It was uh, f- uh, like normally it was a $600 monitor, right? Mm-hmm. They were selling it for 400 And I'm like, that's oh. crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't know how long the deal was going to last. I, I fucking, I just did it. I said, fuck it. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
we're talking about frame rates right now. So I, honestly, I, I won't know the big difference in frame rate just in, yet until I plug in this 1080 Ti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can speak for G-Sync alone. If you are out there and you're listening to me right now and you have the means, if you can save up some money, I would wait because they're probably going to come down in price eventually. Uh, I don't know. It has, it's been a while. Yeah, keep an eye out. Keep, yeah. keep an eye out for best. I, I think more sales right. are going to start happening because we're moving from. We're already starting to move from 4K to 8K and yeah. gaming monitors. Dude, where's yeah. that fucking Samsung Ultra Wide they showed off? That apparently not great, but I mean it's fucking huge. Oh, the 49 inch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even that thing's going on sale like crazy. When it was first announced, it was like over a grand. Yeah. And now, if you wait two weeks. You can find it for probably seven eight hundred, yeah. Which means I think that thing. I mean, honestly, like exact. My I've, I've been reading about it, and it's essentially my setup minus it, the minus yeah. the the black bars that I have in between. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it is exactly your two monitors smashed together. Yeah, because my my two monitors are forty eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But. In, in in frame rate, in turn, real quick, I'm going to talk about like uh, consoles, right? So we, mm. we're talking about PCs right now. Yay, PCs, they're great. But what does this mean for console players? You know, we talked a, a few weeks ago about that NVIDIA TV they're doing, the, the mm, monitor. Yeah. Um, really, th- it all depends on the console, though, right? It's like yeah. I, was, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about how a guy got an Xbox One X, and he was super excited to play games at a higher frame rate. Right, he didn't really give a shit about 4K, just wanted to play in a higher frame rate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So he, you know, noticed most. First of all, it has to be certain games that are optimized for Xbox One X. Mm. Uh, and then you have to choose between the, instead of having the graphic options two on PC, it either says prioritize graphics or prioritize frame rate. Mm. So he did that, right? So you hit prioritize frame rate. He said at the most, it's a struggle to get it above like 40 frames. Oh, no. On, on, a, on a big TV, on like a 4K. Oh, 4K. Um, okay. Yeah, 4K. Now, I yeah. don't know if it's like a 1920 by 10, how different it is. But he noticed he did hit 60 sometimes, mm-hmm. but it was rare. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, I think to loop it back to my original question is yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. obviously consoles are limited a bit in this conversation but i think again it's oh for pcs like how important is it to get a yeah well i mean like because again back to the point like i think half of our group have monitors that are 144 hertz uh monitors the rest of us don't (laughs) and but we're we're all playing together at a a very similar level Mm-hmm. And the question that, that I kind of posed at the beginning to you guys was more about, do you think it genuinely affects the gameplay playing on these monitors? Take the graphics card side yeah, yeah, out yeah. of it. Sure. I mean, obviously yeah. a graphics card has to be able to power the monitor, Yeah, but having a 144 Hertz monitor on the, the optimized rig that you hope to have it on, do you really think it makes that big of a difference? For a competitive standpoint, yes. If you're just going to play, if I'm going to be playing Myst <laughs> or like a single player game, then frame rate is probably not going to matter nearly as much as if I was playing an online game. Um, and I think this is true f- with what weapon you want to specialize in, in the context of Overwatch, right? A game mm-hmm. that supports a multitude of play styles. You have people that 
are good at hit scans, uh, weapons mm-hmm. that shoot uh, immediately where you click at versus yep. a projectile versus a non-aiming centric playstyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I think the higher frame rate is going to help those who want to aim more or okay. like more aiming style playstyle. And that may be why I'm not number one. I may it may be why I'm not as good at aiming. Uh, as you or or James, I don't know. Does James I mean, have 144 hertz? He does. He bought my he old, bought one. The old one. Yeah, 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 that's right. So I mean, it, there there may be something to that. It's it's one of those things that I don't think it's going to make or break. Like if you're right, good at right, aiming right, right. and if you go back to 60 hertz, you're still going to that skill is still okay. Gonna, thanks for confirming. I'm not yeah. good at aiming. Yeah, <laughs> but well, no, but I think I think yeah, no, Max is I, I agree. yeah, but basically yeah. the idea is like it's going to. If you want if you want to race and you have a car <laughs> having a V8 engine is going to enhance that feeling much more than if you just went with like a I don't know a V6 lesser right? V6 yeah. or something like that. It's not going to make or break. It's not going to make you a racer or not. But see I disagree. Yeah, that, that, to me that that argument is the difference of It's hardware. Do you, that, yeah. yeah, do you have do you have a higher chance of winning a match of Overwatch on an i5 or an i3 2300 mm-hmm. versus having an i7 8700K? Uh, here's what that is that. Yeah, yeah. Here, That's here's the well, right comparison. I, think, yeah, I, I mean, quick, it's, I think, it's, okay, it's yeah. odd. I was just going to make this point. Like, it's uh, uh, I used to be on that uh, camp as well, but I've seen right. people with 300 ping dominate. I've seen people right. with. Right. Like, I was going to say. 20 like friggin james at the last land party he had like <laughs> his, <laughs> uh, you know, like barely 20 frames per second struggling trying to hit you know like 20 frames per second running PUBG. he still got multiple kills and mm-hmm. to me it's like a, a very good indication it's like look there's hardware that enhances gameplay but there's yeah. also raw talent that kind of goes into it i yeah. think also here's the thing it only becomes a detriment i think think for competitive games like that when it dips below 60 frames and even then like we said with james like if if there is an inherent talent for certain types of games you'll still be okay it won't you won't be at your best right Right. so like as you go higher in frame rate you're still as good as you are but you get a little better and a little Mm -hmm. better just because your reaction time you can move a little bit faster you can consistency is the biggest thing right So people can fucking own at 60 frames a second. Like people look at like um, even console games. You know what I mean? People at 30 frames are just could destroy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I I think that answers my question though, because it's, it sounds like it's not as dependent on the monitor. The monitor helps. Yes. But the monitor is not necessary. No, it is a, it's it's a tool. It's a ne- it's necessary if you want a consistent experience. Yeah, true. Yeah. And well, also, I mean, if you want to, how much that brings to your skill set is up to the individual. But if you want to lessen a variable, then get a higher frame rate so that you don't have to think about that anymore. Yeah, right. yeah. it's no longer a thing. Great, you've com- officially convinced me to not buy a 144 hertz monitor. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I wanted out of this conversation. Have you ever yeah. tried my uh, playing on my monitor? I have. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, no, listen, I I think it is something, to me, it's more along the lines of, like, when you compare an engine to an engine, I I look at that as the comparative of a CPU to a CPU. It's it's a little different than how many frames per second. I look at it as more of the 
aerodynamics of the car. Okay. So how if many you buy, if you buy a car and put the same exact engine in it, mm-hmm. but you you have a slightly more aerodynamic version of that car, the driver of the less aerodynamic car may win the race because he's a better driver. Mm-hmm. But the person who has the more aerodynamic car is the one that has the easier opportunity to win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you compare the pretty... if you compare the driving skills of the two, if you put the better driver in the less aerodynamic car, he again he may win, right? But it does it it does make it easier to win in yeah. the other version. Yeah, it, it's uh, less okay. less yeah. things you have to fight against. Right. Yeah. That, All right. Cool. Yeah, cool. I, I, uh, so that's that's that conversation. I mean, I, I just felt like it was one of those that looking at it from the outside in of saying like I game regularly at 60 to 75 hertz max um, without a problem. Is there a need for me to buy this monitor and two people who own two different type, two different variations yeah. of a similar model Mm-hmm. Um, both running 144 hertz, one G Sync, one not. It, it's a it's an interesting conversation to have because I, I think it is valuable, but I, I don't know about necessary. Right. The only caveat I would throw on it right before we move on is if it's G Sync, it might be worth it. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> what's interesting about yeah. G Sync is like with with G Sync, you don't have to have locked frame rates. Yeah. No, you just let it run. You just let yeah, it go. You can you let have, it rip. Yeah. You can go from 60 to 90 down to even 40, uh, but it's going to have a smooth experience. So it's, it's kind of like a third category in a sense where yeah. I am spending time and resources, even down to the point where I'm lowering resolution on right. the game just to hit 144 plus so I can have that consistency and frame oh, rate. God, I with, can't do that. Yeah, uh, I keep everything <laughs> medium. But, but with G Sync, you know, that's you don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to my corner, Jess Corner. This is Jess Corner. Jess Corner. Jess's Corner. Who that? Got my corner. Okay, welcome, my, welcome to Jesse's Corner. How's it going? Um, hey, hi, Jesse. Hey, man. Hey. Welcome, welcome. Uh, so, real quick, I'm just going to talk about one game uh, this week because honestly, I've been I've been splitting my time a lot with uh, Fortnite and Overwatch mostly uh, over the past week, so. This is one game that I've been playing a little bit, and that is Subnautica. Finally, I started playing Subnautica, and uh, I'm excited it, about this. It's pretty great. I started, so my plan is to stream my entire playthrough. Um, nice. I already streamed the first couple parts. Um, mm-hmm. it is on the Twitch channel, Danky Gang Live, all one word, no e. Uh, and yeah, it's so far so good. You know, like uh, again, I'm, I, it's funny because um, I'm excited to play it. And it is really fun, and it's great to lose yourself in it. But I do admit it doesn't catch me as much because I already know everything. I saw people play through this entire game already uh, when yeah. it was in early access. Uh, Markiplier especially, I watched hours and hours and hours of him playing this game. Yeah. So uh, I, it, it, it is fun, and it is still awe-inspiring, especially some of the visuals in there. But it's stuff that isn't really shocking me because I've seen it. Like I got yeah, to a see, point. I, I think I'm yeah. on the opposite side. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Is um, it's all new to me. I didn't pay attention to it really in early access, right. and I 
I had it and, and well, I finally bought it when it came out. I've been wanting to play it because yeah. I was so disappointed by No Man's Sky. Oh, yes. And I heard this was essentially everything you wanted in that, in this, yeah. and, and it is. It I is. Mean, it's, it's vehicles to travel to far distances. Yeah. Uh, it, it allows you to um, track locations very easily. Yeah. There's, there's it, just a lot of really cool stuff it does. The great thing about Subnautica is its design, right? Mm-hmm. It's designed really well. Things just make sense. Like, oh, I need to make a thing. What do I need to make that? Uh, oh, this, this, and this. Like, I, there were times where I was trying to build two or three things at a time, mm-hmm. right? Or situations where I was trying to build two or three yeah. things at a time. And I, you know, in any other game like this, you'd lose track of your recipes. You'd yeah. be like, wait, what do I need for that and that? But the game makes so much sense that, like, oh, well, if I'm trying to build uh, silicon rubber, I need this certain type of creep vine, and oh, I need to make a battery, so I get copper or you know yep. what i mean like it just starts clicking and making sense and the longer you play the game things just make sense uh yeah i made some pretty good progress um and yeah i'm, I'm just gonna keep i'm having a lot of fun with it. it's a great uh compliment to the competitive games i'm playing it's a nice uh you know opposite yep. where i can just kind of chill and just play some because there's no ticking clock really in subnautica there's no real force that's making you finish the game faster it's all up to you no and it and it does though there's i love the first probably three hours that i played at least because more i wish they would continue to add this but more so than after that and i've really enjoyed it i mean i've uh, let me see here how many hours i've put into it i can bring it up as we're talking but essentially like uh i've put 12 hours in now yeah nice. nice And it's a game in which I, as I've been playing it, the first three hours are probably the most exciting. And mainly because there was this hint of a ticking clock that wasn't really real. Yes. Uh, of, yeah, the, yeah. of the uh, upcoming explosion of the ship that you basically crash landed. Yeah. Uh, there was that element of it. But then when I found out that, that it does explode, and it, but it doesn't really do too much after it explodes. I think it throws some additional parts out that you can find and whatnot, but yeah, but it does give us some sort of like, Hey, you got to try to find some shit real quick. Yeah. Um, it gives that element. And then I also like the element after that of continuing to find other crashed pods. Right. So that, that was put into the game specifically to give players a sense of progression. Mm-hmm. Because before in the, the original version of the game, like you, you crash landed, you see the big ship, you crash landed in, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And you just go. Um, so they added stuff like that to keep it a, and to give it a narrative journey, which I think, very smart and B to give the player a sense of progression. Like, Oh, I found this. this." Um, so like I said, Subnautica is just a very smart game. It uses its space really well. Like being underwater doesn't feel cumbersome. It knows Um, what it is. Exactly. It knows exactly what it's trying to do and it does it very well. I will continue to play it. Obviously. Um, I I don't see. It's like, I'll try and stream at least once a week. Other games exist, though, that I might want to play more often, to be fair. Like, there's this yeah. whole thing of, like, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Bloodborne is the free game on PlayStation Plus this month. Mm. And if, fuck you, if you've never played it, <laughs> if oh. you don't listen to Mike, uh, if you've never played yeah. it, 
I'm telling you, I am telling you, I'm telling you, it's free. I am telling you, it will make you angry. No, you will hate will, life. Yes, Jesse, do played, not lie to people. I played, <laughs> do not lie to people. I completed all of Bloodborne, all of Dark Souls 3. And you're telling me time. you didn't get mad. Not really. The only time I ever got mad in Bloodborne, uh, I didn't even really get mad in Dark Souls 3, really. It was really frustrated at the final boss in Dark Souls 3, but I got mad mad in Bloodborne when I the final boss I had to fight because it took me three separate weekends to beat him. And the only reason why it was so frustrating is because nobody was fucking online to really help out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had had help, it, I probably wouldn't have had as much trouble. But I had to kind of... Because like I would fight bosses on my own and it I'd be like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to bring in some help, which you yeah. can do in Bloodborne. But uh, that, for some reason, I guess people kind of fell off. I was late to the DLC, maybe. And people were kind of like, not. he was the DLC, one of the DLC bosses, an optional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I, I, whenever I play those games, I 100% beat all the bosses, even the optional ones, because what's the like you? The point of those games is to beat bosses. <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to do. Um, so I kept hitting my head against the wall, head against the wall. That was the only time I got. But the rest of my time with those games is nothing but just pure bliss. And yeah. just especially Bloodborne. Like Dark Souls 3 is okay, but Bloodborne is a masterpiece. And um if you can get out of that starting area, oh boy, it is it is a fucking treat. So speaking of like why why am I bringing it up? because like I want to stream some Nautica, but also I think I might take time sometime this month and sit down and just play the opening couple hours of Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. and just talk about it and show how uh, fun it can be uh, for people that maybe have a PS4 but didn't have time to play it or it kind of passed them by, Here, here's your chance. If you have the PlayStation Now subscription or PlayStation Network subscription, PlayStation Plus, you have that and you have a PS4, why not? It's free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could, I, I would say at least give it a couple hours, you know? Uh, give it a shot. And if it clicks with you, goddamn. Fun. Yep, take a drink every time um, you die. There you go. Hey, you will be fucked up real yep, quick. In um, the first half an hour. <laughs> so, but yes, uh, uh, between that, uh, but Subnautica, abs- I would recommend this game absolutely. If you were, like Mike said, if you were disappointed with No Man's Sky and the promises that game made, I think Subnautica, in its own way, uh, delivers a experience that I think a lot of people wish No Man's Sky was. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, the thing is, I think No Man's Sky had a really great idea, a great concept. Yeah, that they didn't deliver on, and I and honestly, like, I don't even know that. So I can say Subnautica delivered on what something like what No Man's Sky promised. Um, I don't know if anybody will ever be able to deliver on that because they're getting closer, they're improving. Yeah, they they are improving, but it's one of those that, but Subnautica gave you what it told you it was going to give you and that's what i like about it is like it set an expectation of like it's not a huge thing yeah uh you it's one planet and you're in the ocean and there are caverns there are all these different things that you there are different biomes that are completely different that have different creatures materials and minerals and Mm -hmm. like in the the deeper you go the weirder it gets it's like and it's not procedurally generated right no 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 it is it is a crafted crafted. everything's Mm -hmm. handcrafted um so if if you are looking for a more procedurally generated thing this but again it's so big you don't really notice Mm. how handcrafted it is because it's beautiful 
That's um, crazy. And it's also nice that like the progression system that like, works when we talked about, like it edges you to want to see more. It's like, Oh yeah, you, you want to see what's down there. Well, you got to find the shit to make you where, cause you can only survive at certain depths and certain things. So it's like, you want to get down there, you got to earn it. You know what I mean? It's nice. It's like a, a nice little, you know, cat treat bringing you down. You see something cool and you're like, wait, I want to go down there. And they're like, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 whoa. You got to get the shit to get down here, you know? And mm-hmm. you just put more time into the game. It's very well done. Very clever. Um, so yeah, check it out. So not a guy, I think it's 15 bucks or 30 bucks. On no, Steam. it's 30 right it's 30. now. 30. Yeah. Oh, nice. so I would say it's worth it. I don't even wait for a say it sounds at all interesting to you, or you watch one of the live streams and it looks interesting. Definitely What's check the, it out. Indie developed games. So yes, it is. Local uh, yeah. indie developer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, that's why I wouldn't say even wait. To, like Jesse said, I wouldn't say yeah, don't wait, wait for a sale. On sale. Yeah, no. It, it, it just it, if it sounds interesting to you at all right now, and maybe watch one of the streams uh, on on the Dinking live channel. Mm-hmm. Thirty dollars, twenty five bucks. Is this twenty oh, five? There you go. Yeah. There you go. So because I bought it in early access, I forgot what I paid, but like. Ooh, first person. I and it's first person. It's beautiful. You know, uh, it's a great experience. It's very serene. Uh, and again, there's it, you play at your own pace. The mm-hmm. game doesn't tell you what to do. Uh, you do what you want, and it's nice. So, Subnautica, check it out. Uh, I hope. I think next week I might bring in another game that I mentioned earlier. Uh, I kind of want to try Into the Breach. Uh, That's familiar. It is. I brought it up a little earlier. It is a game that was developed by the. Oh, uh, it shit. is it is the successor, spiritual successor to FTL, and oh, um, yeah. basically it's like you remember the game Advance War. It was on mm-hmm. the Game Boy Advance. It was like mm-hmm. grid based combat. Yeah, basically it's like that. You control these three mechs or these three uh, command units, and you have to fight these big bug monsters, these kaiju in these cities. And it's more so a puzzle game than it is a combat RTS game, where you have to plan your movements without damaging the squares around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very much like chess. That's the way I, I keep being, uh, people keep comparing it to when I hear them talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and unlike FTL, which a lot of people liked, but said it was a little too random for them to mm-hmm. get into it. Um, this one is like, everything's in front of you. Like, you know how the enemies move, you know how you move. It's up to you to figure out how to get out of that situation with the least damage to your team mm-hmm. or the uh, civilian population. And I hear it's incredible. Uh, a lot of people are calling it one of the best games this year already. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I definitely might check that out before next week. Cause it's only 15 bucks uh, right now. And I, I kind of want, I loved FTL. I, I still play it every once. Uh, but it's true. The RNG does get a little like unfair sometimes mm-hmm. in FTL. You're like, just because your ship wasn't specced a certain way, you get fucked uh-huh. in the end game. Uh, whereas in this, like I said, everything's on the table. Mm-hmm. You can get your way out of almost any situation. You just have to be clever about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to use your units properly. It sounds really interesting. And it might be another game where you, you know, you just pop on to do a couple, you know, rounds and then you're done. You don't have to yeah. waste much time into it. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll report in next week with that. If not, I'll bring something else up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh all right that's it let's go to live game updates it's live. live game updates live game updates live so game we, got, updates. we have a lot to talk about actually i want max to take the lead here for the first one 
Oh, whoa. Actually, oh. no, because you didn't really get to test this character. Uh, anyway, so... Oh, Brigetta? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Overwatch announced the 27th hero, way, and like everyone fucking figured, it was Torb's daughter, Brigetta. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is a... How would you describe her, Mike? She's a um, support... She uh, she's not a I it's it's interesting. She is a hybrid character by all all definitions of the term. Right. Um she is I would consider a tank light. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she is a healer light and she is a defense light. Right. So she is really good at countering uh Countering flankers. Yes. That's kind of her ultimate role is to, uh, there's one article I read, I think it was Kotaku or something like that. Uh, that was saying the best way to describe her is she's the support to the support. Right. And what that means is when your tanks, when you, you have two tanks who are focusing the front line to help protect everyone, um, that when a flanker comes along, there's nobody that really is there to protect the support. And we've been experiencing this from a perspective of I play, uh, I'm a support main. Uh, and one of the other guys, uh, little Mike that we play with, this is, is a support main. Um, we kind of go down pretty regularly and that's because of a flanker. And there's no one to really back off and protect us. So I think that's the why uh, I, I'm trying to, I want to make sure like, cause we always say her name wrong. Everybody does. Baguette. Uh, yeah. Baguettes. And baguettes yeah. Um, it's Brigitte. Brigitte. So she is this character who does AOE healing, mm-hmm. uh, but only as she does damage. And she is someone who is also, she has her own shield. Uh, she can also create armor. Uh, there, there's all these little cool things about her. I'm excited to play her in normal matches because every time I jump into a uh, PTR match, she is someone who is there in mass. Mm-hmm. So you're not really getting a true sense of her play style. And I don't really want to play her on PTR and quick play because people just do whatever the hell they feel like there. So you're still not really getting a good sense of who the character is or how to play her. Right. Um, that's why I'm expecting. Uh, well, that's why I'm excited for her to go live because I really think she does. I, I'm still questioning. Jeff Kaplan said uh, meta changing. I, I don't uh, know yeah, I about that. that quite yet. I mean, again, I, I haven't seen her in the in the meta. Mm-hmm. So I can't comment on that. Yeah, I, I she's just, supposed to be the character that uh, is a answer to dive mm-hmm. comp- composition, yeah. right? Like for the first time she's a character that can support the back line. And one of the, one of the issues that we have is when there's a tracer or a reaper mm-hmm. that goes on our back line, our supports are pretty much exposed because our DPS up, are up front. So are our tanks. So she's a character that can turn around. And like, if you're just playing a Zenyatta or mercy, mm-hmm. here you go. Here's a, here's a health pack or better yet. If your health is full, here is armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's the kind of person that, uh, with her kit of, was it her rocket 
mace well, yeah, <laughs> pushes yeah, her, characters her away, right? Mace that does the boops. Yeah, so those are specifically for like Reaper, f- preventing him from getting too close. Um, uh, there is a combo against Tracer where you can shield stunner if the Tracer is like close enough that you can do that. Uh, shield stunner, couple of swipes, and she's pretty much dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like a, a support for the support. I right. Guess. It's probably yeah. the only way I can describe it. Yep. That's she- what I said earlier. <laughs> that is what Mike said. <laughs> so thanks for listening. I'm glad you're over there playing games. <laughs> playing I'm really game. paying attention. <laughs> so to agree oh, with Mike on supporting the support, uh, there's something to be said about having, I've heard her going up front with Reinhardt, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Synergizing. Did you already talk about synergizing with Reinhardt? I don't know. Did I? Mm, that's like, <laughs> pretend you didn't. So basically, I think Max might need to go back and listen to this podcast. I think I so. <laughs> he's he's real focused. I'm real focused. This is my second gin and gin and what is this? Ginger uh, so gin and ginger ale. <laughs> I I actually got a chance to uh, play with her a bit on the PTR. Mm. Um, and again, like Mike said, you can't really gauge on how she'll fit overall just yet, but you, you get to mess around with And this is before, I guess, they updated her a little bit since I played her. But I gotta say, I think I agree she won't be meta-changing necessarily, but she definitely will be, like you said, a dive-slash-flank uh, uh, character. Mm-hmm. Like she'll maybe not completely shut it down, but definitely like hinder it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas teams can more easily dive before they might have a little bit more trouble now getting the healers down because Bretita's there, or if they're running a Bretita and a healer, you know she can kind of go, be, basically be a goalie for the back line. Whereas Ryan's up front, right? Mm-hmm. He's doing all the main tanking. Um, you can have her in the back kind of watching the back line, making sure a flanker or a diver isn't just going to, like how we did the other night where James was playing Farah. Like, you know, she can't, you know, do much against a Farah, but she can put her shield up. She can kind of watch out for the healer and at least let the team know, hey, we got someone flanking so someone can peel back and help out. Uh, I think she'll definitely be disruptive. Yeah, I think, I think that's the uh, best way to look she, at her. Another another perspective too is she could be a frontline support as well. I know that's a little bit counter to what we just talked about, but mm-hmm. I think, there was this yeah. whole synergy between Reinhardt and Brigitte. Her seems appropriate yeah. because of the lore, but there is a couple of uh, strategies, on, and these are from videos of people that would scrim on PTR, like they would have right. six on six, so it's less mm-hmm. random. And more trying to like actually figure out how she fits in. And right. one of the things that the they f- did was Brigitte would be up front with Reinhardt bashing, right, macing. So there is a mm. passive healing ability. So yes. not only that, uh, you would be almost become a, a Lucio character where mm. you have an area of effect healing and dealing damage at the same time. And they were also mentioning how you would actually enable her alt, which is rally, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a wind-up of uh, health and into um, your, what, armor? So yeah. you would actually do that prior to actually going in, um, instead of like doing it in reaction to, kind of like a mercy alt right now. You kind of mm-hmm. pop your mercy alt and get everything, get everyone all healed up or damage boosted and then run in rather than 
doing it kind of like a Lucio alt where you do it as a, a reactionary thing. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so she can also be a frontline healer support character, which is also interesting too. Yeah, I think, yeah, she has a, she's a utility character where she can do a couple, she can do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, she doesn't, like, she doesn't specialize in one thing, right? No. She can be used multiple ways. She's like a Swiss Army knife. She yeah, can kind of be not. used in different ways. Like, she could be in the front line doing that area of heal, like you said, or Lucio replacement, essentially. Um, where, you know, it's kind of tricky because she only does area of effect when she hits somebody with her rocket flail. Yeah. So, like, she has to be close enough. I mean, it goes kind of far, but, like, she still has to be close enough to get a hit on somebody to start right. the cycle. Uh, mm -hmm. And then she needs to at least hit him twice to get that full uh, area effect healing going. Mm -hmm. Like, if you hit someone once, it gives a little bit of bep, right? But mm -hmm. if you hit them twice, then it, then it does the full whatever cooldown is for that. Mm -hmm. And then if you hit someone a third time, it resets again. So it's like, if you chain hits together, you can keep healing going for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, she also has that, like, she can shoot a piece of nanotech at somebody and then heal them uh, more directly. Oh, it's like that pack or uh, the, yeah, it's like uh, a pack. You, it's you her main some... healing ability, yep. Mm -hmm. yep, which does what 150 health, and then anything the, above that is armor. Is armor. Yep. And, uh, so that's the kind of her her point is she she's a she's a tank kind of quotes slash healer because she has armor attached to her right because yeah. of you know the torbjorn connection but i um, i think the the thing to to define here is i don't think she'll ever replace a tank no, no i don't think, think so. i think yeah. she'll replace another support yes. character but mm -hmm. i don't think she'll ever replace a tank because i think that the problem the thing with her is is that she is there to help heal tanks and yeah. be additional support for them yeah. Uh, I see her, her being yeah. really great in a situation where, like, let's say you get a Ryan Bastion set up, and the Ryan has to drop his shield for a minute. While she would stand in front of the Bastion and block his view, she could also keep him alive. Yeah, I think that's the yeah. problem with hybrid characters, right? And and we are probably going to start seeing more hybrid characters as yeah, like more. You remember, she, like, before Jeff came out, or before Jeff Kaplan mentioned. Uh, what Brigitte was like, he did mm -hmm. another one. We're talking about players that are uh, uh, characters that didn't really fit into a certain archetype, mm -hmm. and like how he was, he didn't want players to just like Ryan. He was, they said that they weren't super happy with how he was being used. Mm -hmm. Where he's, he's just a tank character. That's really yeah. it. Like he right. just takes him. They want more hybrids, like a Moira or like, you know, mm -hmm. or Anna. Like they want someone who or Orissa, like a, a little bit more versatile. Like they want char uh, characters that can do more than just one thing. Mm -hmm. And while that is interesting, I, Max, I, I, I think I, I know what you're going to say. It's like it is good to have class specific characters, though. Yeah, it makes them it, important. He's not you know? a. She's not a, a full time healer, and she's no. not a full time uh, tank. So right. in terms of like the way we play right now, right, we have the two 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 combo. Mm -hmm. Two healers, two tanks, and two DPS. With that in mind, where does Brigitte sit? Yeah, I think she. I think she sits as a second support to someone then, like a Moira or Mercy. Yeah, but yeah, well, like so, we have to have a Brigitte and a Mercy a and a Brigitte and a, a yeah. Anna or a Brigitte and a. I don't think Brigitte and Anna or Brigitte and Lucio or Brigitte and Zen work. I think mm. you need Brigitte and Moira, a Moira or, Mercy, or yeah. Mercy. I think you need somebody who's a built to be a healer. And well, Anna's a full time healer. 
I can. Do you think on a Consolo Hill? Yes. I don't know. I I guess I just well, haven't seen it. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I, I don't think we've seen it Not, yet. But like she can solo heal one character. Absolutely. No, yeah. she can solo heal an entire team. Now, when it her depends, when her bullet hits, the, yeah. like how, what is how far? How, how much health does she do per hit? Ooh, let me double check the exact numbers. Because, but. like, yeah, if she—I mean, I have—I've never played on it, so I don't know. And when we have an honor team, we usually have another healer, so yeah. I can't gauge who I'm being healed from sometimes as a tank. Um, um, yeah, her her strength comes from her um, healing canister or the her the, the yeah that thing bomb. is pretty sweet, like yeah. like very similar to um, Moira. Mm-hmm. Once the people are clustered together, like you have your tanks together, like throw that everyone behind um, Reinhardt, her nano boost or nano, I'm sorry, canister not only gives everyone health, yeah, um, and it's pretty much like the same amount that anyone that hits, unlike uh, yeah. Moira's, you know, healing orb, which takes away, you know, there's a finite amount. Right. Like it dissipates. Not only that, but if there is a enemy amongst us, amongst that cluster, it'll you know anti heal them. So it's mm-hmm. she does quite a bit of uh, healing. It's just a matter of, and not only that, when everyone's spread apart, uh, like uh, uh, Genji's like doing off his own thing. Farah's off her own thing on mm-hmm. top. Yeah. Uh, she's able to heal everyone. Where Moira and Mercy, although Mercy can heal you're dedicated to a single person before you like jump off to another person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, I was just curious. Cause like, I, I, yeah, now that you, it is heals. Uh, let's see. It carries 10 rounds in a single clip is able to affect both teams, healing allies for 75 hit points and dealing 70 damage to enemies. So mm-hmm. yeah, if she, if, yeah, if she's a consistent shot, you know, right. Right. before it using the a lot on the, the yeah. skill of well, the player, whereas Moira and mercy are a little bit more, um, like kind of like, yeah, point more, more spray yeah. and pray, yeah. and yeah. mercy is pretty straightforward. You know, yeah, you click and click well, and and I'm looking at one of the top players in the country right now, and as a a healer main, mm-hmm. and he plays Anna as his main and Mercy as his second, mm-hmm. and the average healing per minute with Anna is 671 with him. Mm-hmm. With Mercy, it's 874. So, I mean, you're, you're only talking about the average of, of 200 less per minute. Um, so, I mean, if you have a, a second support healer there, I can definitely see that working. Yeah. I just look at it as I don't know how much they're going to, if at all, change uh, the amount of healing that uh, Brigitte does. Because if they if they change that, then you're in a situation to where that could be problematic if they drop it. That she can't even be a double healer situation. Yeah, I kind of wish uh, I, I did hear this opinion where they kind of wish she could give out two health packs, kind of like mm-hmm. Orbjorn can. Yeah. You know, do multiple mm-hmm. uh, shield packs. Why can't Brigitte? You know, why is there this cooldown? Mm-hmm. Because it kind of makes her as a very weak healer, right? Yeah. Because she can only heal once every once. Right. Her healing is very much at in her current state uh, a, a, a distant second to her defense. You know, yeah, distant third even. Like her, even yeah. as a because uh, you have the shield, you have the flail, and then you have her healing kind of right. Like it's very situational when she can yeah. heal. She has to be amongst the yes. like doing damage, kind of like Moira in a sense. But even Moira 
doesn't necessarily have to do damage in order to heal people. No. Yep. You know, um, and Zenyatta, all he has to do is like be in line of sight and he automatically, like it's a passive healing thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I'm really curious to see where they take Brigitte with her healing ability because as her tank ability, I think if there's a lot to work with, but as a healer, ooh, there's not a lot. Right? So, yeah, that, that's... Well, and I mean, she does fall into the support category, which doesn't... While, what is it, six of the seven characters say that it's a healer category, mm-hmm. there is one in there that's not meant to be a healer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there could be the ability, there could be the idea yeah. that that's just part of her abilities. It's not meant to be any She's sort not, of yeah. capacity used other than a passive. She's yeah. just helping out. She's just helping out. Everybody. Uh, like yeah. A situational yeah. healer rather than yeah. a yeah. main healer. Yeah. Um, see that. So, so Jesse, moving yes. on and telling us, tell us about this huge Fortnite update. So there's a pretty big uh, Fortnite update. Um, was there? I, I must have missed that. Well, did we we <laughs> talked. Did we talk about the hunting rifle and all that? Um, can you refresh me on the hunting okay. rifle? So they added a new weapon, the hunting rifle. Oh, it can drop as a uh, uh, green or a blue. Okay. In terms of rarity, it is a single bolt action, non scoped sniper rifle. Um, so, what that means is essentially uh, it's like any other sniper in the game, but uh, you can use it. Actually, I think you don't have to reload per shot, unlike the sniper rifle. You shoot once, and it just has like a little delay before shooting again. I think and the hunting rifle, because I, I think I got it. Is it, it, is it bolt night. action? It, yeah, it's, it's you do? Okay. bolt action. Yeah. So, he, but the, it fires fast. I want to say the reload time's less than the sniper rifle. It's you pretty can, quick. I mean, yeah, you can fire it quicker. Quick. Yeah. Um. So, and they updated it again. So that was on that last week, and added in a landing site called Lucky Landing, mm-hmm. which is like a um lunar New Year themed area, and you just have a bunch of crates around. Uh, so you know, just some fun. They added more skins and all that. But the, they had another update this past week where they added a limited time mode called. Uh, teams of 20. Mm-hmm. So it's 20 players versus 20 players versus 20 players versus 20 players. versus So five teams of 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they all just play on the map. So Mike, myself, Max Lawson and little Mike played this some last night. And I got to say, like, it wasn't that fun. It's chaos. It's chaos. And also you think they would up the rate of item spawns? <laughs> In the game, and they don't. They don't. So you're running around most of the game with a pickaxe, no ammo, and barely any materials to build anything. Yeah. Uh, all the while, you're just getting shot at from every direction. So it's just chaos. I thought it was going to be a beautiful display of building, like people were just going to build some crazy shit. But everyone just wants to jump to tilted towers. Well, um, I, I think if you, in a building, I, I honestly um, though think that right now what you're experiencing is you're experiencing the first week of it. Right. Where if you actually get a, and I know it's hard to organize 20 people, yeah. uh, but if you got an organized 20 person group to where you could have 20 people who are communicating and 20 people who were, because I, I think the thing is, is that if you spread out in groups of five yeah, and go to different locations that are not heavily populated, you can get geared up really quickly and yeah. then you can meet back at a specific location that's yeah. close to the drops uh, or centralized to the drops, and that'll allow you to be in a situation where you can then build basically anything you need to build and protect yourself. Because I don't think there's going to be a 
situation to where there are teams of 15 and 15 and 20 at the mm-hmm. very end of the match. Like you have teams of four who make it to yeah. the end of the match in the normal mode. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it, they're trying stuff out. You know, the originally they did 50 versus 50 when they were starting it out. So this is something different. Um, but yeah, maybe as time goes on, people will start to play it more. Um, I don't know, like spread out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. We keep an eye. I'll, I'll play probably some point. Um, oh, and then the other thing. So they, so I mentioned the hunting rifle. They actually tweaked its accuracy a little bit. Now, when you're not moving and you mm-hmm. aim down sights, it is perfect accuracy. Oh. So wherever that dot is, there's no bloom. It will go straight to where you're aiming. Uh, so that's a pretty big deal because it essentially is almost like the sniper rifle one to one, but you can fire it faster now. Um, and I, last night I got a headshot with that thing uh, and it did 120 something damage. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was like a perfect accurate. There is bullet drop, like it will arc, you know? So you have to kind of compensate for that, but it's going to go where you point it, you know? So that's pretty cool. They added that stuff. Another big thing they did uh, the, this past update was they uh, added a bunch of new audio to the game. Oh, so now they added some additional ambiance like squeaks to wood, stone, metal, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, They improved the glider sounds so it syncs up with animation better. Uh, This is kind of neat. I like this. Actually, they added in an audio cue that plays when a squad member jumps from the bus. Mm -hmm. So now if someone jumps, it's way more obvious when they do. Oh, (laughs) uh, which is neat. Yeah. they also improved uh, the insult, assault rifle sounds. They sound beefier. They just oh sound gosh. like the, the blue, the purple and I think golden weapons now just sound like chug, 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 chug you know, like beef. Like the scar sounds like a fuck. It's ripping, you know, uh, a fucking heavy ass bullets. So it's kind of neat. Um, but yeah, that was like the big stuff they added. Uh, but the, the, I think the hunting rifle and the game two biggest updates. Uh, but then there was one thing also they announced. Oh, one more that thing. Is what's what's fucking this? crazy. So oh. yesterday, uh-huh. as of this recording, mm-hmm. I'm listening. Fortnite announced uh-huh. that they were going to be releasing the game. Okay. They, they've already done that. Well, they did that. Yes, oh. they have done that. Thank you. That they are going to release the game on mobile. Oh. Uh, so you will be able to play it on iOS and Android eventually, quote unquote ios first um and more so than that it's free of course and then more so than that you can play if you want with pc and ps4 player uh yes four yes only. what about xbox they made a deal with sony well um, yeah so I xbox sony was all about not nope, doing that nope they made a deal because sony likes money so they made a deal with Epic <laughs> that, money. Uh, that they will allow PS4 players to play with mobile and PC players. They have to opt into it. <laughs> what but a they, slap in the I know, right? And hey, poor Xbox is just like, hey, man, <laughs> they I couldn't mean, afford them, man. They Microsoft's couldn't afford the like, exclusivity. Yes. Still playing with us on the <laughs> Microsoft platform. What? what? <laughs> what? 
But yeah, they well, mentioned it in the, the thing. Up thing about this is, is that yeah. like, Hold remember on. when there was that solo, that single day of yeah, 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 yeah. And they were like, because at first they were like, oh, it's not possible, it's not possible, and then it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, yeah, but I think that was some kind of developer thing to where they're like, no, it's not impossible. Watch this, and just like flipped a fucking switch. Oh yeah, and they're like, uh, whoops, whoops, that that shouldn't be possible. Let's fix we that. That's but, so funny. Like it's it says like we we will support cross play and cross progression between PS4, PC, Mac, iOS, and eventually Android. And that that's it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for the PC well, PS4 and mobile players. Oh uh, well they that's the thing. They have to opt in. They have to yeah. say, I want to play with everyone. Yeah, but uh, I, I but feel they're gonna bad get for them. fucking wrecked. <laughs> right. They're gonna get wrecked I, so I bad. Like this is more for like if it let's say I was away, like like if yes. I was in Seattle. Yes. I'm like, hey yeah. guys, let's play some Fortnite together, which I will never yeah. say. But you yeah. know, you'll, you'll like, never play Fortnite ever. <laughs> you'll be like, "Hey Max, you know, Max hates we got, nothing. We got Fortnite." I'm like, "Okay, well, I got my iOS device right here. I'll play with you guys. I don't know how effective I will, but at least I'll be able to play with you guys." And I think yeah. that in itself is going to be great. I mean, the character just follows your finger on the screen. Oh, is that how it works? Finger? No, I have no <laughs> they I'm haven't just, I'm so, just making shit up at this point. <laughs> as of this recording on Monday, twelfth, yeah. they're gonna you can sign up. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. can get a code uh, to try it out. I, I guess it's still going to be in beta for a little while mm-hmm. um, while they figure it out. So they're only going to let certain people on the mobile. But yeah, that's fucking crazy. It's the first one. Like I know in China there are versions of Battle Royale games that are on mobile. Uh, but this is the first time that America has gotten a very big title, uh, a Battle Royale title on mobile. Uh, and it's cross-play, which is crazy. Um, yeah, so. It, yeah, it, it's just it, it's. I think this is this is what a, a peak right into the future, you know, mm-hmm. of like multiplayer games. You're like, this is what it's gonna look like. Where it's just like you can play it wherever. You don't yeah, need a I'm PC. I'm really interested in see the whole um, combining <laughs> of the mobile market and the hard, yeah. quote unquote, you know, I proper gaming I, systems. Yeah, can I like just queue into an all mobile game on PC? I would love that. <laughs> I just want to see what everybody else is <laughs> like, right What now. would that look like? Like people well, are saying, I'm really, yeah, connect- I'm really curious to see yeah. what the like are they are the mobile people are going to have like super heavy aim. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Like uh, you just point and like it just goes to a headshot for you. Like right. Or well, you can like- you can Bluetooth controllers apparently. Um, yeah, so you but can that play, is, you know, doesn't know. <laughs> introduce like latency or whatnot. Yeah. Like, not only are you playing with a inherently wireless uh, network, you're playing mm. against a on on a uh, a touch device that has its own, you know, yeah. um, inaccuracies and latency on top of a wireless latency on top of you know uh, maybe your phone doesn't quite run things maybe you don't have the latest iphone x or whatever um what's that going to be like and it's funny that this got announced right after the episode that we talked about how there's cloud gaming that introduced uh, (laughs) onto the mobile device yeah um but with that, at least, you know, the latency is based on the server on the cloud rather than mm-hmm. on your phone device itself. 
So I wonder if the cloud service will have an inherently better ping. All I'm saying is we're predicting the future. We are predicting. Dude. We've had, we've done it twice now, so far this year. Yeah. Keep, keep you know, tallying you know, that, Jesse. I want to see how many times we predict the future. God damn it! I'm telling you, dude. We're we're gonna be we're gonna be on the forefront. Yeah. So that's Fortnite. Big big doings on over there. Yeah. Real quick, I'm gonna bring up PUBG, and honestly, I'm not gonna talk about it much because there's not much to talk about. But oh, uh, what? they the released. Th- did you? read it yeah it's not i mean oh we're gonna make better textures here's a new dumb little map oh emotes okay bye like that's that's essentially it like and let's also say with no time frame no time not really they no. say oh next month it'll yeah. be on the test server Honestly, whatever that I feel means. like they were forced to kind of yes. kind of mm-hmm. do that it's kind of like when intel was forced to like say hey we're developing a new chip too once amd you know <laughs> They announced yeah. their chip. They're like, "Oh, hey, look, we're still relevant." Um, so, be, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. To well, me, real quick, to, right, yes. run down the very small amount of list yeah. if you wanted to. Um, basically, you got emotes, which is mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, new uh, ballistics, of course, they're always going to be tweaking that. They will never uh, stop. Yeah, they're, they're going to work on the cheating yeah. thing because that's still a big deal. Bullet, but, bullet, vehicle bullet penetration, which I'm like, what, like. Is it gonna make it harder to hit people in vehicles? Easier, easier. Yeah, yeah, like, like I, I could see, I could see them being like, "Oh, if you have this sniper rifle, yeah, it's definitely gonna do more damage, even if you're in a vehicle." Yeah, you I know, love how they're like. A, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like, if, if you have a pea shooter, probably shooting <laughs> Should, into a jeep. If you have a pistol, much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know um, what I mean. Uh, I like how they they say they're overhauling well, again in 2018. No time frame overhauling our entire third person and first person animation system because i think they fucking hate their animations they've mentioned them many times throughout this roadmap of like you know we're gonna make animations better so far as to go to have an api a developer portal Mm -hmm. that will allow people to go in and create custom animations and then they share it with bluehole and well PUBG corp and then if they like it they'll use it for the game or whatever or like they'll oh. pay, you know what I mean? It's yeah. something. It's a developer portal. Great. We um, have some uh, PUBG sex mods. Oh yeah. Oh some yeah. Pumping, uh, that's how, that's, pumping action going on. That's how you, that's how you win matches. <laughs> yeah, but win. yeah. So let's go back real quick. So yeah, so. that stuff, animation, emotes. But the, yeah, the new map. So yes. next month they are going to be putting out a four by four island map. Yes. And four the first kilometer by four kilometer. Four by yeah, four by four yeah. kilometers, and they. The first thing people pointed out was, hey, this looks kind of familiar. Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks very similar to Fortnite's maps. Yes. <laughs> and Absolutely. they say even in the posting, they want to encourage, like, faster gameplay, uh, uh, what, uh, circles, not as frequent circles or some shit, uh, high player density, shorter matches, uh, so it's a faster-paced experience overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that it, arcade feel. Exactly. They want to ape some of Fortnite's success, which is totally understandable, yeah. because that's what people like. And But here's the problem. Uh, and again, I don't know how PUBG Corp's going to get around that. Fortnite's free! It's fucking free. And it's well, like, uh, how do you well, beat that? Like, <laughs> well, I think it might come down to this, the preference of a right. right? Yeah, like people like me, I... They like the realistic... Yeah. That's still a thing. And yeah, the, the realistic aesthetics with the bullet drop that... You know, you have the different kind of armor where in Fortnite you drink a gel and that's like your shield. Like, that's nonsense. <laughs> Even though, so, but though, to be fair, at least I can see numbers in Fortnite. 
whereas in PUBG, I have a level two. It will not stop a sniper bullet. You're like, it, you know, and I don't you know why. Just because, oh, yeah. Level level. Level. <laughs> like, you, yeah. Can, you can yeah, find a level a 12 helmet. RNG in the yeah. yeah. I think it, that kind of that kind of like plays on to the more realistic side, you know, like I guess, you're yeah. Not, you're not gonna be like, okay, I did fifty-six damage. You're like, I got one hit, someone else got one hit, so they must only have like certain amount. Like, like part of the fun is to kind of speculate and to kind of like use your You see that yeah, blood splatter and you're like, oop, I got a hit. I don't know, yeah. like maybe like Yeah, there's that certain amount of unknown th- factor that makes this PUBG game a little bit more quote-unquote realistic and yeah. more unpredictable versus you know oh yeah just subtract your total health minus 50 I hit them three times for 30 I know they only have 10 right you know what I mean like right. exactly. white game um where yeah this is more quote-unquote realistic um though mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so I do like real quick the last thing uh I'll bring because that was really it like the, they're also going to introduce an eight by eight kilometer by eight kilometer map Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I guess, they're going for the because, like, I th- what are the current maps? I have no idea, but like, they're trying to go for a middle ground, I guess, between between like a big map and a smaller map, mm-hmm. and the, trying yeah, to find I that. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to go for that Arma Two crowd, right? Where they're like, yeah, super huge, and you're just like, if you like sitting around and doing nothing for like half a day. Yeah, I I hope they do like a a huge city. I think that would be interesting. Like if they had a huge like New York City type map. Where it's cool. just like alleyways and streets and high rises, like maybe not. You can't do skyscrapers, I guess, but like six, seven story buildings, you know, and like mm-hmm. people are having like building to building combat. I think that would be awesome. And if that was eight eight kilometers by eight kilometers, then you have enough space to kind of do that in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like they're trying to get more of that like wilderness vibe out in the open more. I, then, I think you know, they're like, just trying to figure out how to survive, honestly. Like, it's yeah. one of those things they they rose up so quickly and had one of the largest player bases in the world. Yeah, the largest player base it was in the crazy. world. For, like, three weeks. <laughs> and all that's going away, and I think they're trying to figure out how to sustain. And Jesse and I were actually talking about this the other day that one of the things that Fortnite has going for it is the fact that Fortnite is in a situation in which they give a game away for free. Yeah. And then you support them by buying skins, buying loot boxes, whatever you do in the game. I I don't buy any of it. Um, But when you want an outfit on PUBG, guess what you do? (laughs) Dude. Okay. This is bad. You go, you go to the steam marketplace and buy it from someone else. So, they don't even get your money. <laughs> they don't. Right. Like PUBG Corp gets nothing. And it's so funny because they make the problem worse for themselves. What did they mm-hmm. do? They introduced a new fucking loot crate where if you get it, you have to spend two dollars to get a key, right? Where if you just go I got into the, four of them bitches. Right? So say you go into the C marketplace, spend two dollars, you get a fucking kick-ass outfit. And you and it's not random because you bought it. Like you like, I want that hat, I want that mm-hmm. shirt, I want them pants. Yeah, like, Four bucks. Did it's something mine. similar back in the day, and they got yeah. like, completely reprimanded for it. Exactly, and, and it seems like nobody is. I, I don't know if just PUBG Corp is like, eh, it's not a problem, or like we're it's we're not worrying about that yet. You know, like it's fucking crazy that they just they are contributing to the problem. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, man, that's where Fortnite, I think at least for the foreseeable yeah. future is going to one up them. Yeah. Cause I like their cosmetics are fantastic and they're easy to get. Yeah. Yes. And also they have their stuff together. I yeah. Mean, well, the game just works. For, well, yeah, it works because their foundations are solid. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest um, difference between blue hole and Epic games is just years of experience. Like them saying that their animation needs overhauling mm-hmm. is a, a, a huge problem because that's a pretty big aspect of the game. Whereas yes, true. <laughs> a whole foundation done. All they have to do is just like, you know, add more. And plus they are the creative of the unreal engine. Yeah. So yeah. you can't get any more ground floor than that. That's true. Um, so yeah, I mean, PUBG, I, I think we're going to play it. I think every once in a while, like yeah, I'll every, still play it. Yeah, I want to I, see I like it still. Like, you know, I, yeah, there's certain aspects of it. I really like, I mean, the one big thing that I I'm interested to see is long-term how it, it ends up playing out because I really think that we'll end up in a situation to where it may just end up going away. Right. Um, but it's it's one of those that I, I I hope it's able to sustain because I think it's a different enough game. And right now, to me, it feels like they're just trying to compete with everyone else uh, or or trying to directly compete, I should say, not just compete with everyone else without really doing anything new and innovative themselves. Yeah, and all it takes is what? Another big-ass game to come along. You know yeah, what I mean, yeah. like, and, and they're just. Well, we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is it? Call of Duty. Okay, and so Battlefield uh, are. So there's are rumors. Talking. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's rumors. I'll mention it real quick. There are rumors that uh, EA has basically told Dice and uh-huh. Respawn make a BR mode, make a BR mode for the next fucking game you make. Oh, like they, no. they, it's a mandate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the rumor is the next Battlefront, Battlefront Two, which is rumored to be set in World War Two will be like, you know, normal conquest modes, but also have a BR mode attached to it that you play separately. Um, right. And it will cost 60 fucking dollars, you know, to play that, you know? Uh, and then also Activision is in the, you know, preliminary steps of figuring out how to do a BR game. Apparently Mm -hmm. in the call of duty universe. Zombies in it. Right. So, uh, it's gonna, the dam's going to burst eventually with this. And it's going to be a shit show. Uh, but I think Fortnite has a leg up because A, it's already garner- garnered a lot of goodwill yeah. in the community. B, it's free. And C, it's just Epic is taking the correct steps and communicating with its player babe. Yep. You know? Yeah. So, all right. I think that's it for live game updates. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, we should we should get to for our five hour episode here. We should now get to Well, I mean Max, Max has at least eight minutes to finish this topic. So. <laughs> eight minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> See, this is yeah, this is why we need to change it up because like we need we need to make sure everybody gets, you know It just means I only have five minutes <laughs> in the future. Poor right. Max. Let's go to his let's go to his segment. Well, Max is drunk again. Well I got things to say. I'm gonna rewrite the theme song. It's just me sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> what is that drilling going on? Oh, you hear that? Yeah, yep. yeah. Every oh. noise. <laughs> oh no! I was hoping that Mike wouldn't pick that up. I hear your little uh, chair squeaks. I hear hear everything. Yeah. Yep. You hear that too? Yep. 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 Type 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 type. Oh no! I've heard you typing many times. Uh, I only typed three times. <laughs> yep, that's many. <laughs> One too many. Uh, well, the drilling 
funny story. So oh. while you were talking about your live game updates, oh, yeah? uh, Ellie apparently locked herself out. Oh! And uh, kept ringing the doorbell. I'm like, oh, come on, Ellie. You gotta get your friends in. Yeah. Turns out she was the one that was locked down. That's why Doggett was freaking out. Oh. Oh, yeah. I had to let her in. Oh. Uh, but the drilling is actually a vacuum cleaner in the background. Oh. So with that, which is now my turn to talk, you'll be hearing that a lot. <laughs> well, we'll just so say something. I get, like, close, close, close together. Great. um but yeah live game updates or no uh max's drunken yeah we're we're (laughs) (laughs) already did that oh my gosh uh, two pints of gin and ginger ale oh wow uh i think i'll just go to just the one topic then i'll save this one for next week uh, okay. Real quick, uh, I went over to Seattle, visited my parents, and um, my dad, being uh, obviously a way cooler person than I am, <laughs> had a VR my new HTC best friend. Vibe. Uh Yeah, Mike's new best friend. It's not mutual, apparently. Um, oh! <laughs> that's sad! <laughs> it was you were totally making a subject. <laughs> I love um, how upset Mike is, though. Yeah, well, he thought it was the funniest thing that his son's being berated on Twitch. And not <laughs> only did Mike berate me, but when Mark got onto the Twitch, yep. he proceeded to berate me as well. <laughs> Um, so, you know, they're, they're, that's a common a staple on our Twitch channel, though. I think is is, is it someone rating Mac? <laughs> Let's ask Bo. <laughs> Bo, I love Bo. He abandoned us yesterday. Oh, if Bo would fine. Be, he'd definitely berate you. <laughs> <laughs> he would not. You know, I named one of my lockers in uh, Subnautic after Bo. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Aww. That's awesome. He never I watched though. Like, I will. But... <laughs> he might. I don't know. By what day? By one day. day. Um, but, uh, oh, good. The drilling has stopped. So, basically, uh, my dad has an HTC Vibe. And not only did he convert uh, the downstairs, the uh, the basement. Half Which used to be Max's bedroom. No, my bedroom <laughs> is, oh, my God. My bedroom is pretty awesome. It's been pretty much kept the way it was. Is it like it it's ca- including the chroma green walls oh, that I have. Do, do your parents act like you're dead and just not? No, no, no. I, or do they act like you're still there? They make three plates every night for dinner. He's oh, up in his God. room. Like Max coming to eat. And then your mom, after like an hour, is like, oh, he's so rebellious. He's not coming oh, down yeah. tonight. He's probably playing his video games or he's whatever. He's playing them bitchy games. Bitchy games. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kristen's my in the room kitchen was... laughing at us at this oh, point. Good. good, Kristen. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> um, my segment, and I still get berated on my own. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so he has his, uh, HTC vibe and he had this whole like system of cables near the ceiling so that it, uh, so that the wires from the HTC vibe never really gets in your way. It's it's pretty crazy. He's a pretty, uh, he's got a lot of ingenuity going on. Um, but we have a lot of space in the, uh, basement. So he's like, hey, I have HTC Vive. I'm like, well, you have VR? He's like, yeah, would you like to try it? I'm like, heck yeah. So I did and uh, I tried a few games because he's he's not a huge gamer, mind you. 
Right. Um, so he's more interested in the technology rather than the gaming aspect. So he got the the subscription for the Vive um, online, kind of like the Steam equivalent of Vive, but not nearly as many games, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way it works is, I guess, you subscribe to it, and with that subscription, you get a certain number of games free per month. Yes. Um, but one, but it does expire, which I don't really like because I like the idea of you know once you get the game, you get the game. Right. Uh, but regardless, I've tried a few games. Uh, the Plank one is probably the one that I spent the most time. Basically, you're in this kind of like uh, simplistic graphical city, and you have this elevator in front of you, and uh, you walk in, and you have like various floors, and Plank is all the way at the top. So the, basically, mm-hmm. you like you know use the 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 VR remote, and I have to say, like it is. As close to one to one as it really felt like I was controlling it, and I could see that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, in my screen, like there was next to no delay, which I was really surprised. That was the one thing. I so I got to uh, play with the vibe over the Christmas break, and that was the one thing that amazed me is the lack of delay when you look down at the controllers. Mm-hmm. And like move them in front of your face. Yeah, the lack of delay is absolutely fascinating. Absolutely, it it really makes or breaks the experience for me. Yep. Like me, the the screen, I can definitely see the whole screen door effect, mm-hmm. right? Uh, denoting the whole pixelation um, kind of thing. Uh, and so the resolution is not quite there yet, mm-hmm. but. I can look past that. I can get used to that, right? But with right. the motion, like moving my head around is one-to-one, seeing my hands, which is a surprisingly profound thing. I think that if you didn't have that, the VR experience would be much, much less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're able to you know, walk around a bit. Like there, With the HTC Vive, if you walk around too far, there's a, like a grid that shows up. It's like mm-hmm. right. saying, hey, you can't go past this or the or the your hand thing won't respond. Or your yeah. Hand, uh, which is really cool. But the one thing that my dad noted was I myself didn't really walk around all that much. I right. pretty much just relied on the teleport feature. Mm-hmm. Um, I did walk around a little bit, but I was still kind of leery about running into things. Even though the way that the it was set up in our room, there was no way I was going to run into anything without running into that grid first. Yeah. Um, so I did the plank... And being the horrible gamer that I am, you know, uh, I looked, it, it went to the top floor and you have to walk down this plank. And the idea is to introduce like the sense of vertigo because you're really high up. You hear like wind rushing through. You don't feel anything, obviously, but there's still enough that your body's like, oh my God, I'm really high up. And I did oh, feel it, goosebumps. Oh, it is sensory overload. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and <laughs> I didn't know this, but I guess I must have triggered the movement. So the first thing I did, I was like leaning forward, but apparently I started walking. I didn't even walk to the end of the plank. I just like the first area outside of the elevator, I just leaned left and fell off. Oh no. <laughs> so the first thing I did was fall off a, a, a like an 80 foot skyscraper. Of course. Yeah, like, that sounds oh. like you. Oh, <laughs> that sounds <God>. like you. <laughs> um, so I got the experience. And you wonder why we berate you. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but the, the, uh, so I got the worst fear out of the way, right? Right. So, um, it, it went blank and I just hear choir. So the <laughs> 
afterlife must feel like. Yeah. Uh, so I reset the game, and the second thing I explored in the game was uh, the second floor, which is still high up, and it's called the free flying uh, mode. Mm-hmm. And basically, you are there's uh, a void of gravity. So you have this jetpack thing. They just point and you kind of fly around, but you can pause in midair and you just basically float. There's no sense of gravity or anything like that. Um, th- with that, it was suddenly like, oh, okay, I could just go anywhere. You know, this the sense of fear left immediately. Right. Yeah. So you know, you can like fly in loop to loops and all that stuff. Um, and you can like do have smoke trails so you can see where you came from. Explore the the map around. The third floor, however, was just like that, but. You were a firefighter. A oh, I loved that wheeling. one. That one yeah. was so much fun. That one was great because it intro- it reintroduced gravity. So you can actually mm-hmm. fall if you're not careful. But that sense, despite having flown around the same game for the last 10 minutes, suddenly mm-hmm. I had that fear again, right? Because yeah. suddenly you're like, oh, crap, I, I, I need to get this jetpack up. Um, it took me a while before I figured out that if you throw your... Not throw, but if you have your your... The Vive remote up towards your shoulder, it'll change between a hose and a jetpack. So you can have two jetpacks if you want. Mm-hmm. You can like dual wheeled jetpacks, which is really cool, or you can dual wheeled hoses. Uh, so, you know, and this is where the audio kind of comes in. Suddenly, you know, there's music playing throughout. And most of the time, the music is pretty serene and kind of, you know, um, very relaxing and stuff like that. It's kind of like what you would expect from Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the jetpacks came in and you're flying around, suddenly it switched over to like a, a heroic, you know, orchestral piece. And honestly, it made a huge difference. I was like, oh my God, I feel like a superhero. I'm like flying around. Like I got, em- I almost got emotional, you know, even though I knew exactly what the music was doing, I knew exactly what the kind of track it was, but it was mm-hmm. still like, wh- I'm flying. And there's this epic music. There's no villain to fight or anything like that. But I'm just like flying around and extinguishing, you know, these fires and these buildings for some reason. But it didn't matter. It's like, mm-hmm. holy crap, I'm, I'm flying. This is great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was probably the most interesting uh, app that I used. The second one was... Uh, I forget it was like show something, but basically you're able to act in a scene. Have you guys read uh, Ready Player One at all? No, no, I haven't. I'm not. Oh, um, there was a scene in the book where the idea is like you know you find these Easter eggs, and if you find the Easter eggs, you inherit the fortune of this VR company that's like running the world. Right. Real quick synopsis. Uh, but one of the Easter eggs is you have to. Uh, recreate the scene, an entire movie of war games. I think it's war games. And the the character finds themselves uh, because the owner of the company is obsessed with 80s culture and you know has a bunch of 80s references, whatever. But the idea is you're in this VR world where in order to progress you have to know the lines of this character that you're playing, uh, which is I think the the main character of war games. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to know all the lines, but you have to act like it. Otherwise, you get docked, and three mm-hmm. strikes, you're out of the, the VR experience. Um, this is kind of similar in a sense that you are able to create a short, a very short 20-second scene yeah. where you get to choose your backdrop, the character that you're in, and if you talk and act, it'll 
play back your voice or you know a modified voice yeah. mm-hmm. but the idea is that you cre- you act out using your you know vibe controller and your movement and your voice your tonal voice and you're basically recording that performance and then switch to a different character and react to it so you're making your own movie scene but you're physically acting out which is right. really really cool have real quick have you heard of VR chat yeah yeah i heard yeah. about it um, I, I, you know, I, I, it, when we talk about VR, I mean, think about that real quick. Cause it's just like, I, of course I've heard of the memes and the sense and how it de- devolves into madness mostly, yeah. but I've, I've seen some incredible stuff. Like, uh, there was this guy, cause you can do private rooms and just your friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, there was this guy who painstakingly is recreating the back to the future ride from oh, universal wow. mm-hmm. so much as so as he found a original master of the footage mm-hmm. and he synced up a he made a delorean in uh in 3d mm-hmm. and he synced up the car movement to the video mm-hmm. and he added in you know like uh little effects and shit to make it as close to the ride wow. as possible and he said he i, I was watching he's like yeah you know, a queue line eventually and an outside waiting area to make it as much as like the original ride and shit. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and again, he was able to do that all like, you know, well, with, with VR, it's possible to ride that ride again. You know, it's not available in America anymore. Yeah. Um, and thanks to this type of technology, you'll be able, it's like an archive. You can yeah. watch it. Again, I mean, honestly, you know? enjoy it while you can before yeah. like it becomes mainstream and they slap that uh, copyright. True. It. True. It's, yeah. Like, the early days of YouTube, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, very similar to that. Right now, um, you can recreate a lot of things if you have the will. You can do it. And yeah, um, there was this VR. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I came across it, but this VR. Uh, program called vr kanojo yeah which is japanese for a girlfriend and oh no yeah so <laughs> all right i'm gonna i am done at that point um but the last app that i got to yeah. do was horror the horror oh the horror app yes that's yeah, similar to the girlfriend app, one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good transition, but uh, basically, it's a you know a VR experience where you kind of walk around this haunted house. Um, I never completed it. I actually never got out of the first room. It's called yeah. knock, "Don't Knock Twice," and the premise is that if you knock twice, there's this this ghost. The first thing I would do is knock twice on something. Just well, that's how you start the game, right? <laughs> you, knock, you go up to the door and you knock twice, you yeah. know, physically knock twice on the door, and then mm-hmm. you're in this camp, this fireplace living room. Yeah. And suddenly you hear this knock from somewhere, uh, and you're like, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> and the first thing I did was I tossed everything, and then I walked around, I, you know, grabbed the candle and lit it in the fireplace. It was really cool. But, uh, like, I don't know. I, I chickened out, man. I was like, mm, no. The only? That's, that's yeah. Because, uh, real quick, just to end it, like, uh, uh, I also, at one point, well, I still have a uh, Oculus Dev Kit 2. Way mm-hmm. back. Early, early shit. Um, and I only did one VR horror <laughs> experience. Mm-hmm. And all it was, was uh, it was a Shining Mm. recreation it was like of the uh overlook you know yeah uh, from uh, the shining <clears throat> and you're just wandering around the overlook mm-hmm. and you you're looking in rooms a lot of ambient noise you know, shit like that 
and even back then, it was still like the early days of home VR. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it was unsettling. Yeah, <laughs> it was definitely nothing was popping up at me. Yeah, uh, they they you know it was very well done, but it it was just noises and it did that thing where you turn one way and then you look and then there's a different room yeah. behind you and shit. Yeah, um, yeah, VR is super exciting. I I, I think it's something we'll be talking about more, especially. When the wireless Vive uh, yes. comes out soon and Ooh, at the end of the year, I, I think that'll be my purchase. Is the I can't the wait, dude. Vive comes out. I, I will be hanging out at your place a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, like I yeah. watching my dad play that horror game because he hates horror as well. But he's yeah. like, oh well, you know, you're chickening out. My son's chickening out because he's. <laughs> He said that. Well, yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> well, because your dad's a real man. Your dad's a badass. Well, what's funny is like he did it, and I would watch it. Like he would yeah. have it hooked up to the TV, so I would watch him. You know, see what he's watching, and then he got out of the room for sure. But it was like you could see he was on edge, and then oh yeah, it's unsettling. Where yeah. there's a girl, uh, like thunder came out, and in the silhouette, you see this girl walking across the the hallway and he's like nope mm-mm. all right that's right. it that's good for me. <laughs> so it, it's it's just something else when it's in that vr experience right it's like it's too ironically too real yeah right? even though uh but uh as a as a, a an addition um the void which is a art, oh yeah i know the void uh, experience yeah yeah it's coming to a uh i think the glendale galleria what yeah. you know it's funny and for my honeymoon we were in disney World, and they had it at downtown disney you could do the stormtrooper void experience. Yeah. and while we were there i looked at it I, I was outside of the building i was staring at it and it was like 30 bucks i think to go do it and oh. i was like should i go inside should i just oh. do it but then we had other stuff to do because yeah. it was a timing thing i'm like i don't know how long it's gonna take mm-hmm. but i was just staring at it like yeah I do it. but i ended up doing it but i was like I, I was hoping it would come to LA at some point to try yes. it out. The Glendale um, Gallery. I saw. It. I think Ellen took a picture of me in front of it, getting all excited. What's What's the experience going to be? I don't know. Uh, I think they're still building it at the okay. point. Um, I can't imagine it taking too long, mm-hmm. but that and is, they don't need those, much. It's just no, a fucking they, they maze. Really don't. Uh, <laughs> like, those. Yeah, for those who aren't aware, yeah, yeah. Of, a void was I think originally like a Kickstarter or something like that, where yeah. it's a physical location where they have these rooms that are not necessarily textured, but when you put on a headset, when the VR headset, and I think you put on a backpack which has the computer in it. Yes, it does. so it's a wireless experience um, where you yeah. see these textures. As a the world that the VR is presenting, yes. and the, the the great thing about it is you can physically move around. Like if you see a hallway that is that hallway is physically there. Yep. Texture you see in the VR is you know you can go up and touch it if you wanted to. There's uh, also uh, 4D elements. By that I mean like they can easily have heat lamps that mm-hmm. denotes fire. There uh, yeah. are. Uh, fans that denote you know wind apparently um the stormtrooper one i haven't done it Mm -hmm. the one at downtown disney uh you know you're in a battlefield at one point and there's particle effects that you could feel you know Mm -hmm. like if something explodes into you you'll hear it and you'll feel the heat and you'll have the particle effects and every time you shoot your laser there's a, a burst you know what i mean like so there's 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 stuff that happens i remember they also very famously remember when the uh ghostbusters reboot came out yeah, um, they did a void experience where you will get to be a Ghostbuster. 
Oh, and God. yeah, and it made sense because you wear the pack mm-hmm. and you had the little, you know, little wand and you're walking around and they said it was incredible. It was just yeah. amazing. So uh, yeah, when it's at the Glendale Gallery, we should set up a time. Oh, definitely. Like, it, check like, it out. If having a simple yeah. headset and a uh, hand remote was yeah. enough for me to like chicken out of a, you know, a <laughs> scary <laughs> game, like can you yeah. imagine having smell and textile uh feedback and all that stuff and i actually looked into um uh because the the greatest challenge at the home vr experience is walking right Right. uh you can't really walk around the room without bumping into physical walls um, right which is the advantage of the the void but for a vr experience for me i want a contraption that not only keeps me in place but able to walk around kind of like the oh you can buy tickets oh it's going to be the it's going to be the that's what it's going to be. Uh, so if we want to do it, you can get tickets now. Uh, yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, so we can I'm do down. it. I'm down. You know what? We'll go and we'll do a, a report from the scene. Uh, apparently, it's going to open the 16th. Of this the first, yeah, Damn. first days. Wow. All right. well, so, guys, let's start plan. Thirty bucks, uh, if you uh, want to go. Let's plan a day. Uh, I would um, gladly pay hey, dollars for that. Th- let's. We'll do it on the last day. Or the week after, we can uh, go the on the thirty first. Yeah. I'm really excited. We'll talk about that later. But we, yeah, we need. Yeah. To do this. But um, yeah, that, that was like my little little bit, my VR experience, and yeah, you know, uh, it's it's an aspect of gaming that doesn't require a lot of really high-end graphics to be immersive. Right. And I definitely appreciate that a lot and I'm really yep. keen to see what other VR advances we'll have in the future. Exactly. All right. Well, that's cool. it for this week. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, next week, again, we're going to do the format change-up, so look forward to that. Cool. Find us on Bullshit. Just look up Danky Kang, a video game podcast. Surprisingly, we're the only thing there on Google when you search yeah. it. Uh, that is you'll exactly find, what yeah, we want. Every you'll find money. the Twitch... You'll find the Twitch stream, the uh, podcast links, all that shit there. So, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.